while attending a demonstration in radiology. Student Peter Parker was bitten by a spider, which had accidentally been exposed to radioactive rays. Through a miracle of science, Peter soon found that he had gained the arachnid's powers and had, in effect, become a human spider. Stan Lee presents... Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Spins a web, any size, catches seeds, just like flies. Look out, here comes the Spider-Man. Welcome to Amazing Spider-Man Classics, where every month I and some friends will be discussing every book, every guest appearance, and every cameo we can find of our favorite web slinger, The Amazing Spider-Man. Are you tired of arguing over whether Ben Riley should have taken over the webs? Do you grow weary of the brand new day with all of its controversy? Then return with us to the early days. Return with us to the classics. Amazing Spider-Man Classics at AmazingSpiderMan.Libson.com find their illogic and foolish emotions a constant irritant. Then transfer out! Freak! Two! Come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four flushing, low life, snake licking, dirt eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood sucking, dog kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat ass, bug eyed, stiff legged, spotty lipped, worm headed sack of monkey shit. <laughs> Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? And now, together by live simulation via the internet, Scott Gardner. He's an asshole! And Chris Honeywell. Boy, is he great! It appears we have lost our sex appeal, Captain. Yes. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Two True Freaks. This is kind of a, a different sort of episode for us. I am Scott Gardner. And I am Chris Honeywell. And this time around, what we've elected to do, we put the word out on the internet a little bit ahead of time to let our friends know that we're just going to be hanging out and about on Skype tonight. So uh, this one uh, should be interesting. We're just going to bring a bunch of our friends in and just chat it up. So that's <laughs> that's the plan. So this could either be epic and awesome, or it could be magical mystery tour. We'll just have to see what happens. Magical so. mystery tour had good parts. See, I'm already starting it out yeah, professionally it by eating my combos. I have nothing uh, to munch on. I'm, that I'm, sucks. I'm starving. Yeah, I, I I mean, what the hell? It's just gonna be a a fun show. It's it's good to have you back. It's still your birthday Aww. for another 45 minutes, so technically it's a <laughs> Scott Gardner birthday show. <laughs> but by the time you listen to it, it's too late, so don't even bother wishing him a happy birthday because it's gone. <laughs> but now you know when when it, it is next year. So 
We're gonna right, start, let's start bringing people in. People let's. In. Now, uh, I think um, some of these pe some out. people you may have on your li on your Skype list, and I might not have. So. Um, oh. I think yeah, you've probably been that, talking. I haven't okay. been talking to anybody. So if you tell me who to bring in, or um, or you or you or you. I think you should See, be able I to... don't know that I can add people to this conversation. I I tried that a minute ago and it didn't it didn't seem to work. So Excuse me. Let me see. Let me try this. All right. So many are people we, waiting too. Are you seeing uh Dave Atterbury? No in the sure. list here. Shit. See, I don't think I can do that from my end. I wonder if if I'm hosting the call if that would work. If you got them on your list, it'll work. So should we switch and have me host the call? Yeah, we might as well. Okay, folks. The, through the magic of podcast, you're going to hear <laughs> us switch the call, and you won't even know the fucking difference. <laughs> All right, I'm going to hang up. All right. And just call me back. Yes. All right, there we go. Okay, now it says add people. So I'm going to add. All right, first person we're going to add in to this call. I'm just going in alphabetical order here. We've got David Atterbury. So here we go. Adding David. And I love his avatar. It's Lego Tron. It's that's cool Ooh, as hell. Neat. That's very cool. David, are you there? I am Scott. How you doing? Oh, awesome! There we go. Hey, how's it going, dude? Yeah, doing good. Doing good. <laughs> you are the first person we've brought in, so we're just gonna start adding people. We're going alphabetical until we break the internet. So here we go. <laughs> I love your avatar, by the way. That Tron, uh, Tron Le Lego Tron is cool as hell, dude. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Did I just you... found that recently. So. Oh, okay. I was gonna ask if you made that. That is awesome. I love it. All right, let's see. Going down the list, who else we got here? I'm not sure if Don wants in on this. Yeah, I wish there was a way to, like, message the whole group, but I don't think you can do that. All right, let's see. Huh? I'm sorry. I'm just eating my combos. All right, message Don. Long time listener, first time caller. Oh. <laughs> All right, I know John Wilson was standing by on this. We can bring John Wilson in while we're waiting. So okay, Don just medical order. Says, okay, Don said he does want. Okay, so next we're gonna bring in Donovan Morgan Grant from uh, the amazing, uh, amazing Spider-Man classics. Hello, welcome to Skype call testing what service. What the hell is that? After the beep, I think Donovan's got the operation. Afterwards. Okay, there we go. <laughs> oh, what the hell that was all about? Okay, Don, you gotta actually answer the phone, buddy. Hello, I'm the chirpy British voice of Skype. <laughs> Don, are you there? Yes. Um, hey. You guys want to add in Josh and John? Yeah, I'm working on that right as we speak. Here we go. Let's see. Oh, what the hell? Now that stupid British thing is not letting me... I hate those British things. Ah, oh, come on. 
it's not gonna let me add people now because of that stupid thing what was that all about hmm. I have no idea all right what the hell I can't add anybody to the conference either. For some reason, that that sound test thing added to the call, and even though I hung up on it, now it won't let me add anybody else. What the hell? Hey, there's Josh. How did that happen? All right, that works. John Wilson. The internet's only letting people in one at a time, according to its whims. Skype test call. That bitch is here. Yeah, I've seen that. Added, it added in, and now it won't let me add anybody else. Wait a minute. There it goes. Okay, show all. I, I, I had the last two guys in. Now I got it. Okay, let's see. Who else was standing by? Luke Jacanetti was standing by. I'll add Luke in. Hey, John, how's it going? Hey, Scott. Hey, good to talk it's been to a you long again. time, buddy. I know. How you doing? I am doing well, sir. I have my digital comics reader here that I'm going to brag about while we're talking Ooh. geeky stuff. Sweet. Because um, that's basically the main reason I got the iPad. <laughs> and as a digital comics reader, it is it is the solution. So it works, huh? Yeah, it's okay. great. It's The visible screen is slightly smaller than a comic book page, but unless your eyes are bad, it's not unbearably smaller. I mean, it's, it's just, you know, a little bit smaller. I think it's great. Well, that means I've officially got to get one then because I I talked the talk. Now I need to walk the walk. I said I was going <laughs> to get one as soon as they came out with the technology. Now I need to break down and do it. Saving, saving those, that lunch money, man. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Chris, I haven't heard your dulcet tones in so long. Thank you. You know, I've been exercising my voice lately. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, no. not what you call what you've been doing in your mouth. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what I call it. That might not be what it is, but, you know. <laughs> I would say the state of New York would agree that that's exercising your voice, Chris. That's... You can get throat cancer that way. Yeah. I hear a voice, but I'm not sure who it is. It's kind of quiet. Luke Jacanetti. Yeah, Luke, you're, very, you're really quiet. I'm trying. I've, I've got like a jury rig set up here. So there he is. I hear you now, Luke. It was like a big production. I saw when when you asked to contact on. I'm like Luke Jacanetti on Skype. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I'm at I'm at the house right now. My wife and our two day old son are at the hospital. Oh no! Oh, so. oh, oh. congratulations! Thank awesome. you. Is it your first, oh, Luke? Oh, yes. No, <laughs> I'm thinking it's like you've taken your son into the hospital, but now my brain has finally started working correctly. And no. Yes, congratulations. No, it's, it's, thank you. It's actually our second. That, that's the reason I'm at home is I'm here with the, uh, the with our just going to be two-year-old who's sleeping upstairs. So. Is she excited Wow, you didn't about... waste any time there, did you, buddy? <laughs> well, my brother and I are two years apart, so. So are mine. So, so am I. I was two years apart yeah. with my sister. Hey. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. It's Thomas. Happy birthday, Scott. Blubble, blubble, and handsome man in America, Gardner. 
Now, is everybody picturing Thomas Madison in a Marilyn Monroe dress, you know, yes. in front of one yes, of those I was, old school I'm microphones, I'm not doing you know. that. <laughs> yeah, I am now. <laughs> Do we have to picture yeah. him, like, with the ventilation going underneath him now? You can. With a little... Oh, yeah. That was the only funniest thing I could think of doing. <laughs> yes, well, I don't think it has been brought to the attention enough that it is Scott Gardner's birthday. For another oh stop it 30 oh wait is minutes. it scott gardner's birthday it's scott gardner's birthday today 38 more minutes of birthday happy, happy for scott birthday. gardner yes, uh, um, 28 years young <laughs> there i like that that works but it's, it's actually like 51 now yeah, right something like oh that. frick once you start getting to be a certain age you stop counting <laughs> well it's been nice talking to you guys <laughs> ah yes uh, so what's everybody up to? Um, About 250. It's kind of sad, actually. <laughs> this and that. Yeah. Uh, 220, but I'm working on it. Just uh, working on FE exam and having a kid. That's Those are my the big three that were going on. I, I told my wife, don't go into labor on Saturday because I can't leave this test for eight hours. So <laughs> She promises nothing. <laughs> no, she, she didn't. She made it. We, we made it till Monday, so. Everything. If your water breaks, get a cork. <laughs> oh dear! Wow. <laughs> All right, look, I'm I'm, I'm kind of crass. I'll just I'll just warn everyone who doesn't know me right away. You, you realize I'm recording with Chris, right? John, crass, get out. <laughs> so, Josh, I'm sorry I missed you when you were here, buddy. You were like right in my my backyard, and uh, and I didn't get to see you while you were here. That sucks. It's me, the girl, and the kids. We were all like waiting, and they were crying. They said, "Where's Scott? He said he was gonna come." <laughs> and I'm like, "Don't worry, Scott would never let us down. He's gonna come." But you know, they just uh... cried. And no, that, I mean, I was actually talking to the guys in the other chat room, and they were asking me about. It. I said, "Yeah, he could have been busy, you know, because I know that you were at that school thing and taking the test. Yeah. The weather sucked that Monday, though. Oh my God." Yeah, it was. It was nasty. We ended up getting slammed later in the week because, you know, everybody that got rained out on those couple of days where it was, you know, monsoon season, then they just came in droves, you know, the first nice day that we had. And it was like, wow, you know, so we went from like empty parks to just, you know, it was massively packed. I got the wild for Disney thing, so I still have two days left on it before May something. So I'm going to come back when they open the new uh, Star Tours. Yeah. Yeah, let me know when you're going to come down because I I've put in for that first day off, which is the 20th. I think it's a Friday, but I haven't heard whether they're going to give it to me yet or not. And um, the, the cool thing was is um, because one of the kids that we were with had a disability, uh, we got to go to guest services, and we basically had an unlimited fast pass for every single ride. Well, Scott, why didn't oh, we get that dude, when I, I went with there? You? Wait, wait. You can use your disability to get to the front of the line? I would have. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah we I did thought that, that was wrong to do. And I've been doing it wrong all these exactly. years. Exactly. I wonder if they have a place where you can rent disabled kids by the hour. <laughs> um, I got one, and um, I'll, I'll, I'll rent it to you for 30 bucks an hour. Or for, uh, Scott, if you need a disabled kid, you can rent me. <laughs> or for free Disney you, tickets. You could, Scott, just disable your own kid, I was just going to say, you could <laughs> just get a, one of those soft rubber mallets. You know? Now hold still, Scotty. This will only take a moment. <laughs> I like 
I figured Scotty had some kind of problems. He listened to my show, so you know, there's got to be some kind of mental problem yeah, there. It's genetic. He actually wrote in an email for crying out loud. It's genetic. <laughs> What's your show, Luke? Oh, I have a fledgling giant monster show called Earth Destruction Direct that earthdestructiondirective.blogspot.com. Oh, you and do a giant monster show? I've got yeah, I've got like 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 two episodes, but yeah, that's I've I've got more Godzilla sh uh, stuff in my house than uh, you know really should be allowed. And okay, I'm making you by contact. I run uh, Tokyo SOS. You do? Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's always me uh, good to meet another Godzilla fan. Well, I mean, I was actually when I was uh, right after I got out of school, I was um, I was actually quoted as an expert source in uh, in in Godzilla. <laughs> In a, in a a paper, so. Yeah, I had Scott and Chris on for our uh, American for Godzilla episode. Remake, We're still getting yeah. flack for that. <laughs> oh, are you really? Yes. I don't know. I you know I, I was I was gonna say I'm sorry, but I you know I can't apologize, dude. I like that movie. I'm sorry. You know, it's just you have nothing to apologize for. I I Which, enjoy oh, I'm it. Sure you've I, got I plenty to a, apologize. I think it's a good flick. You've got, yeah, just maybe not maybe not for Godzilla ninety eight. What, what movie was it? The it was American Godzilla with Matt. I like Bryer. that one too. The nineteen nineties oh, one yeah. or two thousand two or something. Yeah, ninety eight. The main the main thing about the Amerigoji is if you don't if you just consider him to be, you know, Zilla or Gino or whatever you want to call him. It's not a, it's not a bad monster movie. Gino. I mean. <laughs> That's basically the same thing we all came to was if yeah. you separate it from the Japanese Godzilla and look at it as its own creation away from everything, it's a pretty good movie. It's better than freaking Cloverfield. Sure. Yeah, I like Cloverfield. You, you know what? Uh, like, I like Cloverfield. Deadly Mantis was better than Cloverfield. You know, with Chevy for a kayak, yak, 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 yak. As I like to call Cloverfield, um, J.J. Abrams' uh, motion ride simulator. See, I couldn't, I couldn't finish Cloverfield. I started watching it, and I don't even remember what point I made it to in the movie, but I, I, I couldn't finish it. I thought it was, yeah, I thought I mean, it was okay. Because I, of the camera work, or because of the story. It was a little of everything. Little I, just, little I was just bored. The problem know? with Cloverfield is it doesn't give you a character to care to really care about. They're all kind of douchebags, I, I thought. No, uh, that, <laughs> that wasn't the issue because I, my, my long-standing issue with monster movies is when they try to give me a story. That was my major complaint with the, uh, the 98 Godzilla was, you know, too yeah, much of that movie smashy, was wrapped smashy. up with... Yeah, it was wrapped up with you know Matthew Broderick you know and his stupid girlfriend and all. I don't give a shit about any of those people. All I want to see is a big monster smashing shit, and, you know, that's it. You know, yeah, that was my I problem with Jurassic Park. You know, the same token, though, you know, the best the best Daikaiju movie of all time, you know, uh, Gojira 54, a lot of it, uh, a lot of the gravitas and a lot of the, the, you know, interest comes from the relationship of Serizawa and Ogata and... Uh, uh, and I can't remember her name now. It's, you know, the, the human factor of that movie is what gives it meaning. And a lot of people like that, you know. And we look, we look at it now, and it's like, oh, it's, you know, Serizawa, the tortured soul with the eye patch. It's kind of corny. But it's like, no, in 1954, that was legit. It was the twilight of its generation. It was yeah. Team Serizawa and Team, what was the other guy? 
Team Other yeah. Guy. <laughs> Team Other Guy. Actually, no, it's funny. Scott, you're talking about Cloverfield, because I made this point when you guys did the commentary for uh, Star Trek 09. And I said that I hated Cloverfield because it was like uh, Abrams saying, well, I'm going to show those nerds how to make a real giant monster movie. Right. And, you know, sometimes I get the feeling that it's like, well, I'm going to show those nerds how, how, how to make Star Trek cool. Which oh, is, Star Trek 09, did y'all not like it? No, I mean, I, I like it, but I, I understood where, where Scott was coming from. And when, if you listen to their, uh, to Scott and Chris's commentary, I understood where a lot of the their issues and complaints were coming from. It was like, well, we're going to take this this nerd property, we're going to make it cool, we're going to show you how it's done. Right. And it's just like. But at uh, the same token, no. we weren't like. I, I mean, I like the movie. I I I've watched the movie many times, and I'll you know it's it's in the star it's in the the list of Star Trek movies for me. But yeah, I did definitely have issues with it. And I just want to say out loud, hey, Will Sanchez. <laughs> Will Sanchez has been added to this list, which just reminded me. I heard Shag was on the other line somewhere, or was oh shit, that's right. Yeah, he was. I, yeah. That's right. That's what he gets for being invisible. Because I forgot has, all about him. Has is he is he going to be here tonight? Shag has yeah, he was waiting Will to be brought Sanchez in actually. as the person that Two True Freaks has put together or put to sleep most recently. <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually had a voice conversation with Shag, so this will be fun. By the way, it's a, it's Luke, a double-edged sword, yes. man. <laughs> the, the name you were thinking of is Emiko. Emiko, why couldn't I think of that? I've I've watched I've watched the as a kid I had a um I had a tape with with Godzilla King of the Monsters. Headed Monster Rodan and Monster Zero on it, and I watched that tape every goddamn day, all the way through. <laughs> I, I had like the dialogue to Ghidorah memorized, you know. Yeah, you haven't picked up the uh, the uh, awesome uh, two disc set of Godzilla of Gogia, excuse me, from um. Yeah, I've, I've got that. The classic media. Jack, what are you taking a shower? I think, I think he's either in the That's shower or maybe he's asleep again. What are you talking about? <laughs> a lot of hits. <laughs> Will answered like that. Are you getting noise off my mic or something? Yeah, getting a lot of hiss. Not yeah, anymore. Just, just before you were just talking. Went away. Oh, you Weird. got your microphones. You know what I'm using? I've got earbuds in my ears, and I've got an old uh, headset, like not with a mic, but like but an like old, out of a like, World War II eight... fighter plane or something. <laughs> yeah, that I'm talking, pretty much that I'm talking into here. Well, what I'd like to know is. Luke, where are you right now? I am in the tomorrow. No, I'm in. Uh, I'm at home. He's got right the house now. to himself. He doesn't have to broadcast from the car no, today. No, well, <laughs> not, no not, new, new responsibilities at all. He's completely yeah. Well, you know, it's a good thing I was home because um, last night I stayed. I st uh, stayed at the hospital, and we had a friend stay here with uh, with with uh, the toddler. And he did okay, but just like ten minutes ago, he fell out of his bed. So there was this big thunk. Oh no! Crying I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> Just the thing parents well, love to hear. How'd everything go yesterday? Everything went great. Uh, mom and baby are doing fine. Baby Simon is his name. Okay. So, uh, I mean, I call I call my friend. Um, uh, Scott. Simon says it's his game. Adam. What? Simon says he's. Are you gonna well, have an Alvin I, and Theodore to go along with him? <laughs> you know what's funny is that that's what my wife's friend said, but one of my friends said, "Oh, you're gonna expose him to ionic rays now." And, well, and I think what you should do is on Halloween, you nice. should make him into a different colored suit and have people smack him in in uh, repeating order. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! 
You realize he's he's an infant, right, Chris? Right. You realize that most of the people up. in this room didn't get that joke. Too. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a minute. You realize was, you realize I should never be a parent ever, ever, ever. So. Take yes. That. Yes. Society. I vote. I vote for that. You realize she's just the bait. <laughs> you should get him a onesie that's modeled after Avengers number nine, with you know the very, very first oh, atrocious underwear that appears. Most women in society realize this a lot. What's funny is I actually found my Marvel Legends Wonder Man the other day while cleaning. I'm like, oh, I gotta put this in the nursery. <laughs> <laughs> See how long that lasts before I get I get yelled at. Spoken like a true geek dad. Well, congratulations, hey. sir. Thank you very much, guys. I feel like before we go any further, just just also to reiterate, in case you guys don't know, we are recording this for release as an episode. None of you guys have any problem with that, I take it, right? Oh, no, I cool. charge uh, fifty dollars for every podcast that my likeness appears in. Yeah, right. Uh, wait, wait, Scott. Well, let me see if I do have a. Um, hey, I'm Thomas Mattis. I'm three hundred fifty pounds of fat. <laughs> Look, all, all, all right, I got so... to say is that you know, Anto keeps calling my house, and I don't have a problem with that. But I, I got, I got kids. Okay, I got a wife. I don't need him sending the the assistants and associates. Once he gets your number, that's it, house. man. Sorry. I know. It's like I am. It's like cheese and rice, man. Okay, I'm, I'm working. I'm working overtime. I got a little kid here, you know, you know that, pregnant you, wife a couple of days ago. You know those times when he'll call you up and he'll just be like, sort of, hey, how's it going, you know, and, and just sort of just babbling. I hate to tell you this, but he's usually on the toilet. That's how Demonzo works, man. I figured as he's much. I figured he was either guy. either you know either drunk on the toilet or, or both. both. Kind of like Scott yes, Paul. he's sometimes drunk on the toilet and eating at the same time while you know. Asking you a question about Tom. Hey, you think I should make a movie about Tom and Jerry? I think you should maybe do the Tom and Jerry movie, you know? So, yeah. Who is this? Dufo DeMonzo, our producer in Milan, Italy. He's sort of like, oh my God. you know, um, um, Dino De Laurentiis? Yeah, take the talent out of <laughs> right. Dino De Laurentiis. Take the talent, right. take the budget away from Dino De Laurentiis, and, and that's what you've got, you know? He's And the hair. And the hair, and the... And the and the the fairly oh, sensitive hair. It's just all on its back. Yeah, you know. But he, I've never seen Demonzo, and I've never. I've always I've always heard tell of him on V. I I have been. The 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 thing about it is, his movies just don't make it to America. But I have been looking for, um, <laughs> giant fighting giant fighting robots. One, two, and three are, uh, you know, he even, he, he, basically whenever a hit movie comes out, you know, DiManzo does the third-rate Italian version of it. But his, the supposedly the, and you'd think he would send Scott and I a DVD or something, but he does claims he doesn't even have any DVDs of it. But yeah, Giant Fighting Robot Monsters 1 and 3 are his Fighting trifecta robots. of schlock <laughs> whatever we, will he at least send I'm, you a betamax huh? <laughs> yeah they're released in betamax in pal format you know for for europe and pal like, format <laughs> you know betamax works you just got to get a vcr and you'll just shove it in there that, that'll you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was just wondering will, will he send the assistance to guest stars at all because i'm i'm open to that yeah <laughs> oh okay Jack. well i mean I mean, I, I did a that. guest spot. I didn't get anything. We started doing the vault. Suddenly, they just start showing up, and it's like, and I don't. I mean, they start. They started wandering the neighborhood. You know, it's like, 
was like it was like a it was like a Bravo reality it's, show with the with this. It's stuff. a cultural it's like, difference. It's about season to assist letter. It's a different. It's a different in, a difference in culture. You know, those you know the Italians are more demonstrative and you know aggressive about you know asserting well, I, what they want. I got enough trouble as an anime otaku battling otaku stereotypes as it is. You know, but when they start showing up, it really, really hurts my argument that no, otaku aren't like that. But otaku are like that. Speaking as a tokusatsu otaku, I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> I don't know I, what I you. With... I don't know what you kids just said, <laughs> but you touched brother's heart. Tokusatsu is the live-action costume <laughs> heroes in Japan. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Now, now I know what you're talking about. I believe, Thomas, you've expect- shown me some of those videos, or you pointed me towards a bunch of those, those videos. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I, I think I've shown you, like, Super Sentai. Yeah, or- and, and I yeah. should have known that, Luke, you would be into that, too, because it's wrestling and well, Japanese giant holy monsters. Sentai. Well, you know, everything. Speaking of Super Sentai... How awesome is the new Super Sentai series that, you know, where they can use the power of the past 35 seasons? You know, it was only a matter of time. I mean, after they did, after they did Gal Ranger versus Super Sentai, it was only a matter of time before it's like, hey, we can sell all these fucking toys again. Yeah. We sell the toys once more. Christopher Gallo, I... long time no here. I feel so badly. He's been waiting all this time to come in, and I forgot about him because he was showing oh, up as oh. invisible in the in the list. That's Sorry, okay. <laughs> oh, unfortunately, I don't shut up, so I've got that going for me here too. Jeez, Joy, well, why, why we've line, got a moment. <laughs> why we've got a moment since here. this is being recorded for for an episode. All right, Thomas already introduced himself, so oh, I want to yeah, go yeah, around let's, the room. Uh, let's be official. Let's yeah. Here. All right. So, uh, Chris and I brought ourselves in at the beginning of the show. We've got uh, Donovan Morgan Grant from. Hello. Amazing, uh, amazing Spider-Man classics. Also from Amazing Spider-Man classics, John M. Wilson. Howdy, howdy. Can I talk about everything else that I do too? Sure. <laughs> Go ahead. Golden Age Superman and Teenage Wasteland and Ultimate Spider-Man podcast. And if this is after the end of April, the Mighty Shield of Captain America sure. podcast. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Wow. Captain America Captain throws his mighty shield. Those exactly. who oppose the shield must yield. Cool. Hey, if you uh, if you ever decide to cover the uh, uh, those '60s cartoons at all, let me know. I, I would definitely want in on that shit. That shouldn't be too far in the future, although it is going to be it's a monthly show, so it'll be a little ways down the road. Cool. Let's see. We got uh, Shag Matthews, that uh, listeners to our show would have heard just uh, recently on the Star Trek Monthly Monday show. I uh, actually, I be honest. I... <laughs> I'm having some trouble sleeping, so I thought I'd log on. I knew if I heard Chris's voice again that I would just go right down. I think I just so logged that, on to that's my That's really why I'm that's wow. why I'm really here, so <laughs> What a nice man. I'll try to get a rant up for I've... you, yeah. Basically when I start ranting, this is what, what Shag hears. Ah. <laughs> 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 Uh, starts monthly Monday. I was on recently. I, uh, I, I fell asleep while, while Chris was talking. Was that was that the Shira Bree episode? Because I listened to that. No, I don't know. That's, that's, that's Star Trek. That's Star Wars. I think this was a lot. Uh, the go last ahead, episode we released, the most recent Two True Freaks episode, features. Yeah. It is the most recent Nat. one up. I almost don't feel bad, Shag. Shag. Mike Bailey did the same thing to us. 
Well, it's, I hear Will Sanchez is here, so I hear the mantle's been passed right. to Will to me. <laughs> Will's going to be happy to have the uh, the pressure. Battle for the pillow. Now we, now, we can, now we can give Will slightly less shit about it. <laughs> All right, let, hey, let me Keep continue going, here. We've also Sorry. got uh, David Atterbury, first person in the room, I might add, and uh, I don't think I've heard anything from him since he initially came in. You know, it's sad. I keep forgetting that I can actually talk back now. I'm too used to just listening. So. <laughs> <laughs> we actually get that a lot, believe it or not. We get that a lot in these in these chats where we get somebody that's first timer with us or what and they they just kind of sit back and listen because that's what they're used to doing so don't don't be afraid to to jump on in <laughs> oh hey we got another person wanting to join our call here hang on just yeah. hold them in can Got we it. vote on this person though really i mean not till we get them all here and then it turns into the apprentice <laughs> it's awesome oh god don't <laughs> it's sheer breeze uh shag so, so don't Captain Kirk? You'll, you'll be good and Kirk, are you there there he is all right, we got Kirk Landry, who I actually just met in person, and he was a heck of a nice guy. He was uh, down here vacationing uh, with his family. How's it going, Kirk? All right, so far. Stuck at work. Oh, oh you're calling? Oh, from work. Love it, man. I think it was our very first episode that uh, that if you were listening to us at work, you got extra, extra points. points. So join us. This is even, <laughs> that's yeah, like that's mega awesome, man. It's not as nice as driving a monorail. <laughs> but you, you have the bo Monorail. you have the bonus of having Monorail. a Star Trek and a football name all mixed into one. <laughs> so Glad you can you can bridge that Glad gap. And then I was named after Kirk Douglas, so I guess I got the whole Spartacus thing too. <laughs> Spartacus. <laughs> All right, continuing introductions here, we've got uh, Joshua Lappin Bertoni, also from the uh, Amazing Spider-Man classics, and. Josh, I'm going to give you some... Oh, I knew, I knew this was coming. Is it dead? Is it alive? What the hell's going on, dude? I that show. Come on. Yeah, yeah. It, it's funny because, like, you know, when, when I first started, it was like, how dare you? I will do whatever I can to kill this show, and now that it's dead, you want it back. Um, actually, I shouldn't say it's dead. I'm currently working, like, 60 to 100 hours a week at work, so, yeah, lots of things have fallen behind, but... um. It's um it's hooked up to the heart machine. You hear some blips once in a while, you know. It's um we're not gonna pull the plug, you know, on it or anything. You know, we're gonna see if it comes out of the coma. Well, it's a quality show and, and I miss it. So uh you know, whenever whenever you can get to it, I will I will be waiting to hear it. Um also uh there's a show, I don't know if you've heard about this yet, it's uh Hey Kids Comics. And they've been doing uh they've been covering the uh uh, Marvel Comics adaptation episode or a adaptation issues. So, you know, like the first six issues covering, you know, the first movie, and then they were doing the Empire. whatever issues that is yeah. cover Empire, and then shortly they'll be doing Jedi. You got to listen to that, dude. You'll get a kick out of it's, it. That, I like that's... the dynamic of that show. It's a it's a British father and son, and I I'm not sure the father's probably around our you know Scott's in my age, and the son's around fifteen. He's a little younger than us. Yeah, yeah. just. Uh, couple of years and i think it's there's oh, really? just that great dynamic of father and son and it's really funny they have different you know views on comics then it's 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 very entertaining to listen to i, I really it like that it. sounds really, really cool it is it's really it is good. it's really good if you remember the earliest episodes of um 
back to the bins that I was doing with uh, that kid. I can't remember what his Alex. name was now. Alex, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it made was... a real impression. Whoever that punk was I used to record well, with, he, I can't remember. He, he ended up bailing out on me, so yeah, I, I couldn't remember his name, but it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of that because you know you've got the you've got the guy that's you know about our age that's been you know around and knows his comics and everything, and then his son's like fifteen, I 15 think, and got the fifteen-year-old perspective on it, you know. Yeah. So he'd yeah, be it's just very... like, "Dad, that's like, lame," and the father would be like, "I'll tell you what's lame." <laughs> and then they have a. It's very humorous too. They've got a, just a really good, ban- you know banter back and forth and you could tell you could tell they've been talking about comics before they start started making a podcast so it's just it's great apparently it's run by andrew leyland and he's written us he's written into us before so yeah, we'll yeah that's right his now. name i was trying to remember it was it's andrew and uh michael michael leyland yeah yeah very good show i i highly recommend it i mean i didn't realize that andrew was the one behind this okay yeah. I, i've seen hey kids comics on facebook I did not realize this was Andrew. Are you guys on our forum? I can't remember. I mean, not our forum, but the forum for geeks. Are you on that forum? I think I was at one point. Um, I'm not sure if I am anymore. Because he's uh, he's Apluck on there. It's like A-P-L-U-K. And it's like his initials and then U-K. And for the longest time, I was like, what the hell is an Apluck? Is like and the I realized what Apluck. <laughs> Who the hell is John F. Kennedy? <laughs> no. nice. All right, continuing around the room here, we got a couple of characters. We got Luke Giaconetti, who, uh, hey, hey. as he said earlier, doing the uh, Earth Destruction Directive podcast. And you know, uh, if your ears were burning earlier, Luke, uh, Chris and I were talking about you <laughs> and the fact that, you know, you, you had asked me to listen to the first episode. And I listened to it, you know, kind of out of obligation, you know, because you asked me to. And it's not really my genre or anything. But then we were both commenting how we're both going to continue to listen to the show because we enjoy it so much. So high compliment there. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, in addition to the uh, the EDD, Two True Freaks fans, of course, will somewhat recognize my voice. I'm actually on Skype tonight instead of my awesome low-tech way of having Chris call me when we normally <laughs> record the vault of the vault of startling monster horror tales of terror and uh lately on edd i've been recording on my mp3 player in my pontiac or as i refer to it my rolling uh one and a half tons of detroit steel recording studio you need to put a you need to put a red on air light on the outside of it (laughs) you know and uh i am uh as, as we heard earlier I'm also got a a two day old son right now who is uh, with his mama in the hospital right now. So that's awesome. Uh, congrats. And, and Luke's such a good dad. He's here with us. <laughs> I was a you damn stories. right. <laughs> and one day hey, we know have choice his son between the two. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what did I do tonight? I came home after putting the the two year old to bed. I you know ate a popsicle, watched wrestling, and then talking to two. Tr- and you know, and when your American kid, when dream. Simon grows up, he'll be doing quantum podcasts with his mind, you know, and it'll be <laughs> awesome. Well, we also have Will Sanchez, and uh, I was just pestering him the other day to see if uh, uh, Avengers Assemble was uh, was alive or dead. And what was your answer on that, Will? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's it's in the crippled state right now but uh 
We'll see if uh, Phoenix will rise from the ashes. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Again, that's that's a show that I uh, I really enjoy. So I hope oh, thanks, it's man. I hope it's not uh, defunct. I've got the promo for it sitting in my folder the whole time, just waiting to throw it up. There's things. a whole oh, hospital cool. wing for podcasts on life support. Yeah, a lot of them have joined there. <laughs> it's like a small country, like a third world. Hey, I, I, I got no room to say anything because it, it occurred to me the other day that it has been a solid six months yeah. since the last Jonah Hex episode. And I was like, holy shit, this was supposed to be a weekly show. So, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, just been, it's just been a really long week, you know? Yeah, really busy. It feels like it's been a really long week. You're like a god. To to a, a week is like a month to or you know a week is like six months to you. <laughs> now go create some life and come yeah, back into exactly. a show. There you wait, go. wait, wait, well, wait, 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 Chris Gallo, man, we haven't talked to you since what the hell episode God, was that? It was Star like Trek Star Trek the motion picture, wasn't it? It was, I think it was, um, geez, I can't even remember. It was, it's been forever. Well, we, you it has been I'm forever. trying to what remember the name to? of the episode you, you were on, but it was the one, you know, where the Enterprise went back in time. Gary Seven. Yes. Yeah. No, it wasn't yeah. Gary oh, Seven. One? One? No, like no, no, it was the one with Captain Christopher, yes, wasn't it? Was it the one with Ca Captain Christopher. Yeah, what is that? Tomorrow is Yesterday, I think, is yeah. the name of that yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, it's been I forever. I like the Gary Seven episode, though. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's been a, forever. What's that? That has to be like a year and a half Something or better like ago. That, yeah. <laughs> well, I've been here. I've just been, uh, <laughs> just been listening and yelling back at my iPod when you guys make mistakes. <laughs> we didn't make mistakes. <laughs> So that's why we've never heard from you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Can't hear me from out over here. <laughs> no, I've just been just same old, same old, uh, doing my thing and just listening in, like I said, listening to all the podcasts. I'm um, I'm really digging the Vault of Horror ones, the, all the John Carpenter ones you've been doing, Chris. Dude, I especially love um, when you don't, did. Um, don't encourage him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I, I lo love the They Live. That was one, that's one of my favorites. I was yeah. oh, that's, I the bad news just came out recently that they're remaking They Live with Snyder, yep. with Hack Snyder. I don't want to talk. Oh, I mean, is anybody oh. really? I mean, now we got our subject. You know, we we talked about that in the um, in the in the episode of They Live that it was like. Yeah. Am I giving feedback here? There's a little buzz uh, on, on my end, it's showing that it's coming from Jason, who actually is the last person I need to introduce here, oh. and then we got all the introductions out of the way. Uh, Jason, your last name, is, is it Hendricks or Hendrickson? I'm sorry, I forget. Uh, it's just it's just Hendricks. Hendricks. Uh, no relation to Jimmy. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I graduate on Saturday, so... Uh, awesome sauce. Thank you. Glad to uh, graduate... High school or college? College. Oh. What's your degree in? Political science. Awesome. Wow. So, you could actually so do what, something with you're that. Gonna go, we, you're going to go write a blog, basically, is what you're going to do. Okay? <laughs> cool. Wow. Hey, man. but funny. <laughs> I'm going to angrily rant against the man, yes. whoever that happens to be. <laughs> or woman. What as the hell did Dan says. ever do to you? The They Live episode. So you know, I couldn't think this shit through. You're going to rant against Stan Lee? He's a nice old guy. 
Not, not, I know, I've met Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Glenn Beck. Oh my god, it just occurred Baba to me. We, Right before this, we uh, we were recording uh, Comics Monthly Monday, and I was talking about having gone to Megacon. Never once mentioned Stanley. I entirely forgot to bring wow. yeah. You can't mention every also ran you run into, Scott. I mean, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, I almost got to go to Megacon this year. I was going to ask you if you went. Yeah, I had a hard time finding uh, lodging, and that's why I couldn't go. I went for just the day. I went um, Saturday, and I didn't. I didn't even end up staying the whole time. I, I enjoyed it, but holy shit, were there too many people there? I mean, it was just, it was nuts. You couldn't even move after That's a time. That's what I've been hearing so. about Dragon Con the last couple of years, or you know, the last one that we missed. That it has gotten even like exponentially bigger than even when we were there, and a lot of people were sort of complaining about it. I think um, Hope right. Mullinex Fuck and. And Eric Peterson, no, they, were seriously. All like, they were all like debating whether to go back next year. Whether that means, you know, a lot of people debate whether they'll go back, but they'll always come back. I like that aspect fuck. of it. No, dude, fuck the, pe fuck the people complaining. I've been there every year for several years now. It's great. It's getting bigger. Absolutely. You, you know more, what? They're, they're more organized. They've got it. They've got their signage together. They got the lines under control. It's a freaking blast. It gets better every year. Here, I love. My, I love hope. I love hope, but it's it, everyone needs to go. Here's my, here's my take on on DragonCon. Okay, they, they, my my buddy Adam's gone to DragonCon a few times. I've I've never been, and all he talks. Everybody who goes to Dragon talks about. It. It's like, oh, it's all about the community because it's it was organized by fans. It started out as a fan event, community, community, community. Look, I don't give a fuck. Okay, I like <laughs> I like heroes con. I like Heroes Con in Charlotte. Let me tell you why. Capitalism. That's what this huh? con is about. It's about <laughs> capitalism. And that that warms the cockles of my shriveled, dead, black Republican heart to see all that. <laughs> capitalism con. Like, and it's like, it's like, God damn it, we are here to spend fucking money on comic books and then to get Dan DiDio to sign my moon pie. And that is why I go to Heroes Con. And that's not why I go to Dragon Con. You know what, Luke? I have Lord. gone out drinking. I've gone out drinking at Dragon Con with your fat friend Adam. So you should shut up and join us. Actually, the reason I can't is that we Dragon Con is always um, blah, blah, blah 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 blah. Don't make me come I've down. I've never met you, Luke, but high five. Everybody is everybody is <laughs> kind of excited that Shag was here, and now I, now I you see why maybe you shouldn't have been. <laughs> Nothing personal, Shag. You can't trust a guy that runs a firestorm blog. Okay? <laughs> he's already got, you know, he's got mental problems running a firestorm blog. All right, come on, Luke, bring it. What's what's Labor Day for? What's Labor Day for you, Luke? Labor Day is the is when I am required to go down to visit my in-laws, so I am not allowed. Please, <laughs> <laughs> go to the go to Dragon Con, dude. <laughs> trust me, it's. I will uh, say this. I, I, I send my wife to the beach at Dragon Con, and I go to Dragon Con. So she, your wife, maybe your wife could see the in-laws. You could come with us. I'm just saying. Bring the in-laws to Dragon I've, Con. No, no. <laughs> I've I've floated that idea, and uh, you know uh, I I have the saying that in certain topics my my wife has the shut down corner. That is one of the yeah. one of the moves that is shut down corner. Well, you know just, she's just, probably right. You know. Well, I'll say this: if I end up uh, moving to Greenville, South Carolina, I'm gonna try to make it to. Uh, DragonCon this year. 
Thanks for the warning. I appreciate that. <laughs> and now no one here will be going to Dragon Con. Oh. Go to your in-laws, Hey, Thomas, Thomas do, you, do you ever find like cosplaying? Actually, you know, I, I came up I, with a Okay, Don, you've seen my pictures. Do I look like the type of person that should be cosplaying? Depends on what you're cosplaying. Depends on if you want a real good answer to that or not. <laughs> Dude, I was just at a convention with 600-pound princess sla slave Leia's, all right? I mean, oh, nothing fuck. is out of you the realm six, of Nothing's Six 100-pound slave Leia's no, or, a, or one 600-pound? No, I'll tell you what's worse than that. It's 600-pound anime fans who dress up in those Japanese schoolgirl outfits. Oh, shit. That's worse. I've actually we run into that. Wait, Wait, there Con? That's like pickup central. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. I'm gonna get myself a fat bottom 600 pound anime chick. I heard some Frogman cosplay jokes recently. <laughs> uh. The answer is no. I won't be cosplaying. <laughs> Look, uh, you gotta, you gotta just pick it right. It was like on PVP that one time where you know uh, uh, Cole says I'm gonna go as the Flash for Halloween. And Brent says, don't be that guy. Don't be the fat guy in the costume not appropriate for you. He goes, I'm going to go as Fred Flintstone for Halloween. It's like, no, you're talking. Well, you, you could go as, well, Thomas, you could go as Volstag. Figured <laughs> <laughs> out, if, if I was to do a, a cosplay at a comics or whatever, the one character I probably could do is Stanley's Hero Man. I've, I've, and I've the Roman Dead. What, what's <laughs> going the on that you might be going to South Carolina? Yeah. Listen. As a South Carolinian, listen, this has to be concerned. These days, there's always zombie. Zombie is uh, anybody, you know? Yeah, zombies are pretty safe. Someone was Don't complaining recently that zombies are so overdone. And um, I had to take issue. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know the, what, what the do you, I mean, you'd, what good is one zombie? I, one zombie's I cool. Take... Two zombies is really cool. 600 zombies is starting to now we're starting to cook with gas you know what i mean it's like stormtroopers well it's it's like zombies I, and vampires are like a thing i, these I days. will take a bunch of brain eating zombies over a bunch of sparkling vampires any fucking day of the week <laughs> I'll, I'll raise, I'll raise <laughs> I'm, that I'm, one I'm further i'll take fucking that. frankenstein's monster over <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sorry bad <laughs> I work in a library and I have to deal with screaming, raving Twilight fangirls all the time. Tell them wow. to get out of the library. There is there is not a place in hell yeah. hot enough for Stephanie Meyer. Tell them to tell them to be quiet. It's a library. She was in a movie like about five or six years ago where she had a crush on her adult brother. Stephanie <laughs> Meyer. That's a lie, isn't it? Stephanie oh, no. Meyer. Yeah. Was it a movie? Abe Vigoda? Yeah. Zathora. <laughs> Zathora, like the, the the board game in space movie. She had a crush on her older brother. Have you guys seen the uh, thing that went around? It's got like a little letter, and it says, "Dear Twilight fans, thanks for making us look normal and balanced." Signed, Trekkies. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yes. Love that. Yes. Actually, you guys, um, on on the Saturday Night Live site, they have a uh, they have some of their web original videos, and they've got one called Firelight, where it's the Franks and it's the family of Frankenstein monsters. <laughs> and he can't every time he's with her he can't help himself he starts choking her and then instead of a werewolf the other boyfriend is a mummy wearing like a leather jacket <laughs> why didn't they just use the an actual werewolf that would have actually worked that would so complicate things josh oh, yeah <laughs> okay uh, uh scott maybe or, or pete or pete maybe you can uh yeah. an answer this for me since you you guys do the star wars podcast 
that I listen to regularly. Uh, do you know why Dark Horse has like changed all their Star Wars comics to miniseries? It's my guess would be just that uh, you know it's it's that whole trade mentality. You know they they put out something that's you know four or six issues or whatever, and then they slap it out in a trade, and then they can go on to the next thing because. Even when they were doing the the ongoing series, like say uh, Empire or uh, or the one that was uh, just called Star Wars before it became Star Wars Republic, you know they they were kind of uh, doing that already. They were already like mini series within the series. I mean, if you look at uh, Star Wars Empire is like a perfect example of that. Most of those uh, yeah, I've got story that arcs, whole thing. yeah, you know, most of those w were what four to six issue story mm -hmm. arcs. You know, now they they did tell a continuing narrative um, over time. You know, if you stuck with it, you would eventually see the same characters and and some of the storylines revisited. But you could also take them in individual blocks and read them you know, just in those story arcs and, and you had a complete story. So I guess they just decided that rather than have, you know, a, a continuing title that they were just going to do the, the miniseries thing. Um, it, it must be I, making some sort of sense from an economic standpoint, I guess, but I, I haven't really heard the reasoning behind it. I mean, it, it was somewhat unusual for Dark Horse to have an ongoing series to begin with, with the Treks, uh, excuse me, with the Star Wars stuff, because if you think of Dark Horse traditionally with their licensed books going back to like Predator or Aliens. Or That's Predator. true, yeah. For like the first But they did um, have some ongoing stuff for a long time. I mean they had Republic and yeah, I forget what the titles were. For about yeah, ten years. For about, yeah, for about had, ten years they had Star Wars, then Republic, then Empire, then um they, they had Dark Legacy Dark Times issues. For the first ten years that they had the license, they were just doing miniseries. Right. I was pretty pissed off when uh, Legacy got canceled myself, personally. Legacy was a phenomenal book. It was yeah, really it was a great book. I, I, I bailed on it a little ways into it because I, I was distracted, but did they wrap the story or did they just stop? They canceled it and they're, they're doing a six-issue miniseries right now called War. Yeah. They brought well, the, the writer-artist back for it. It's by John Ostrander. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I, yeah. I really liked uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic by uh, John Jackson Miller. That was fun. JJ. You know, that, that, that was a fun Florida, concept. Uh... Is, is the, you know, turns out there's a group of evil Jedi, but they aren't Sith. They hate Sith. And so they end up slaughtering their own Padawans to try and stop a Sith invasion, and one of their Padawans gets away. You know, the, the thing about, about John Jackson Miller, he's. Um... He's 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 always it's it's weird for a guy who's best known probably for doing the Overstreet Guide. His as a writer he's pretty strong and all his stuff is always high concept. He he a run on Iron Thousands, uh, where where was that was where Tony was became the Secretary of Defense. This is before uh, Avengers disassembled, and the only reason that he stopped writing it was because of Avengers disassembled when all the when Bendis basically dictated who got to go onto what book. And that's the only reason Mark Ricketts ever wrote a Marvel superhero comic. I love Mark Ricketts. Don't get me wrong. I think his stuff is great. I love Nowheresville, but he's not a superhero writer, you know? But, so, yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard of good stuff with JJM's uh, Star Wars stuff. I've just never been able to get the Star Wars as a comic property personally. I know we've, we've argued on the forum about the Marvel Star Wars. 
Whoa, yeah, hello. Weird. just got cut mm. off. He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> His no, wife he caught him podcasting. Uh, she'll be watching the kids. <laughs> oh, there he is. She unhooked the accord. <laughs> His his house burned down. It's a two true freaks thing. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> you inflict this I on think people. That was the last time we it's, had you on the Josh. That's right. Yeah, that's the last time he was on his. <laughs> I'll be right back. My house is on fire. He was the calmest wow. person I've seriously? ever heard deliver a uh, line very like that. seriously. <laughs> yes. That okay. I got. I got to admit that now beats uh, a story I have from. I was. I used to mush a lot when I was in college, and um. Oh, is this had, like sled dog racing? What the hell yes, is a mush? In the, in, mush. It's in South mush. Carolina. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh, slowest sled mush. dog races ever. But yeah. <laughs> Hey, the Jamaicans had a sled sled team, so you know he can have a sled dog. We did freeze our big hill and, and send a kayak down at once, but that's that's another story. <laughs> no, a mush is a multi-user shared hallucination. It's kind of like a uh, it's like a mud without the hack and slash. It's multiplayer like text-based online game. And I played on a lot of different mushes, uh, you know, back in the day. And on one Transformers mush, probably the longest Transformers mush out there called Transformers 2, 2K5. Um, we had a guy say on the public channel, be right back, wife's frisky. And <laughs> he, he then, his character then timed out because if you're inactive, you get kicked off. And then he actually never logged in again. He's like, holy shit, what did his life do to him? It's better than logging in five <laughs> minutes later, you know? <laughs> and that one, and when, uh, when we had a guy who was playing the Constructicon long haul, made a post, said, could, could an admin please send me on vacation because I'm going to jail for six months. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think I'll have net access. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's... That's why World of Warcraft people are, are lucky. They they never leave the house, so they can't get in troubles, because if they got put in jail. Let's not start talking about World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have you guys, um, Scott and Chris, have you guys seen the newest uh, X-Men um, first class trailer? I have not. I like the For first like two one. days ago? Yeah, this was never I about the first one. <laughs> I have a link on my page. Let me go get it, and I'll bring it over. It actually looks yeah. pretty good. I was kind of worried, but I saw the trailer, and I thought it looks good. I yeah. don't actually, yeah. I think, you were more than worried, man. I remember, I remember that. I'm, very, I'm actually very excited for this summer season. You know, I think at the end of this summer season, we'll say that, you know what, all the comic book movies were just pretty decent, or at least pretty good movies altogether. You know, I don't think we're going to get a bad one in a bunch. I'm the, I, you know, the, 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 the Cuban Missile Crisis and Magneto with lifting submarines out of the ocean, I am so fucking sold. Hell so yes. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm right with you, Shag, because I, I think it looks good. The only the only complaint, and it is a total nerd complaint, and I totally recognize that. I know what it's going to be. No, I guarantee you it's probably not what it's going to be. <laughs> it's that, that my, my, my favorite X-Men time period is the original cast, and it bugged uh, the heck out of me that when we got um, finally got the original five X-Men in a movie. They never appeared to get all together on screen. And like, yeah. oh, we're going to do a first-class movie. We'll get the original crew. And it's like, no, it's it's first-class relative to the other movies. It's like, that's cool, but I would have really liked an adaption of the actual first-class comic. Iceman, Angel, and Beast. 
that would have wasn't been. Wasn't it advertised that way when, when, when they first announced the movie? And then they said, well, actually, let's not do that. Yeah, sort of. I, yeah. I mean, I, I think there was just a lot of speculation going around. Whenever they announced X Men First Class, I think everyone jumped to the conclusion it was going to be a Lee and Kirby, Roy Thomas, you know, X Men team. Which, and uh, that's just not what they had in mind. I mean, I'm not sure how some of this is going to fit with what's already been established, like in, in X-Men Origins Wolverine, as far as the timeline. But... Let's, let's not go there. Wolverine Origins <laughs> nothing, was awful. Nothing is established well, the Wolverine. Deadpool movie is going to ignore Wolverine. Thank well, you, was, Jesus. As it deserves. I think a lot of the um, X-Men... What was that, Will? Well, I think the movies are largely going to try to ignore the Wolverine um, stuff. I mean, unless they, you know, even go the from. Even the sequels going to ignore it. Yeah, because it does. It doesn't really. It doesn't even really adhere to any of the continuity of the, um, the other movies. It's just kind of there. It doesn't quite try to tie. In. I mean, it, it tries, but it doesn't quite hit the mark. So it's like, what, all right, what's the point? They just got a kind of mediocre director, and they just kind of try to fit stuff in and just do a really like regular job. Hey, well, <laughs> I'll like that movie forever because they gave us. Luke, tell me, what did they give us? The well, I'll say this about the summer season. You know, the movie, what actually surprises me is the movie I'm actually excited for is not Transformers 3, because I actually did like Transformers 2, but I'm actually excited for Captain America. I can't wait to see Captain America. That looks yeah. pretty badass. I got awesome. it. America. There is not a superhero movie this summer that I'm not excited for. Although Captain I, America is probably I'm, the top. I'm most excited for Thor. Thor, yes. Uh, I was most excited for Thor, ass. but then they, the, the WonderCon Green Lantern trailer got me hyped up for that. Dude, I was so yeah. not into the Green Lantern at all until I saw that three-minute segment yeah. or whatever that came out of WonderCon. Holy shit, Green Lantern looks so good. Oh, oh dude, yes. come on, seriously. Am I? The, I'm. I get. I'm. Let's hear it. I guess I should be the only one in the group. But I, I'm sorry. The Green Lantern thing looks like pure 100 percent ass to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So are, you oh, the, are you talking about the medication? Don't hold back. <laughs> are you talking about the original trailer or the thing that came out of WonderCon? I'm talking about the original trailer, and then the WonderCon thing came out, and I was just like, everybody was flipping out, and I was oh. like, dude, this looks even worse than the other thing. What is everybody oh. so excited about? Oh. oh shit! You are so broken, my friend. I'm sorry. It just. <laughs> looks horrible it, so it look it looks to me like it's being done by the same people that did that justice league thing that never even got aired i mean it just looks really <laughs> bad oh, wow. that's Scott. bizarre that you could compare the two that's that's yeah, because the justice league thing looks like they, they were put together the clothes you know using my old pajamas <laughs> and here, here i'm gonna defend scott because i I can understand why Scott's saying what he's saying, and the reason is, I think, ultimately, with the green it's just going to disconnect because of the way the costumes make for some people, and I think that's what's happening with Scott. The costume, you know, depending no, on... It's, it's not the costume, it's it's the effects, and I don't know, it's just... Let's well, talk about Thor. Think? Thor looks awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what, actually, what I'm, what I'm really looking forward to in Thor is we've seen some, some images here and there of the Destroyer, Yes. Every time he goes to get excited, he goes. I'll just channel Luke. Uh, the yeah. scene where the destroyer is pulling like a Superman two, walking through the little hick town. Yeah. Looks so fucking cool. I I was I had a nerdgasm right there on the. 
trailer. I was like, I'm sorry. Yes. I, 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 I'm not well versed on Thor or the Avengers stuff. I thought that was Ultron. I'm a, well, I'm a um, huge Thor fan. Get off the Thor. goddamn podcast, Donovan. Fucking hang up now. Ultron would actually to be pretty cool. But that is that is uh, the destroyer. That is, oh. this, uh, I don't know if you guys saw um, Punisher uh, Warzone or not, but the, hell yes! Why did everyone hate that movie? It was just like the Garth Ennis That movie was fucking awesome. Thank you. The guy that played uh, the Punisher in that He's playing Volstag. Volstag, yeah. I don't know if he. I didn't know. If yeah, it's he, interesting. Yeah. I played uh, the one from the one from uh, the the War Journal movie. Yeah. Uh, Scott, is uh, is the Thor movie? Is that your inspiration for reading through the Essential, or are you just reading the Essential because you well, like? I've had it on my shelf for the longest time, and you know, I, I am a Thor fan. Uh, Chris turned me on to Thor when we were kids because uh, you know I was buying. Chris just turned me on when we were kids. Whoa, <laughs> whoa. Back in Catholic Goodness, school. Well, you know, Holy I was reading. Penis. That yeah, skirt was so good on you, Chris. You know, I was reading like you know. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Christ. I was, and he was buying <laughs> Thor, and you know. I'll be honest. I, was a, I just looked mm -hmm. at Thor and I thought, "Wow, this is the gayest shit I've ever seen." <laughs> <laughs> Chris got out of comics. He sold me a lot of his comics, and the Thor stuff was in there. So when I was in the Air Force, I started reading it, and I was like, "Damn, this shit is awesome!" I mean, I really fell in love with the character. So I've been going back, you know, steadily going back uh, further and further in time, trying to you know collect more of the early stuff. But, you know, beyond the origin story with the, what was it, the rock men from Saturn or whatever that stupid shit, mm -hmm. I never really read the earliest stuff. And I've had the uh, the essentials sitting on my shelf for, you know, a couple of years. So I was finally like, you know, I'm going to dig this out and, and start reading it. I'm loving it, but holy shit, is it wacky. I mean, it's, <laughs> I understand that once, once Kirby gets on the book, it takes off in a bold new direction it's it's uh, it's really, a whole new book after that the really awesome stuff is the walt simonson run yeah, which yeah. is just like ridiculously yeah. epic that's 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 yeah. what i sold to scott was basically that's yeah. what i got was i was a big fan of walt simonson and i could care less for thor and i saw that he was drawing it and i just saw how gorgeous the art was i'm like shit this is worth it just for the art i'll read thor even if it looks this good and the stories were awesome. Was Simonson even right? Was Simonson writing those too? Writing yes, and drawing. Yeah, and yeah, writing and drawing. Awesome. And then, and then, too, I believe. And then near the end, Sal Buscema started um, uh, drawing, but yeah. uh, Simonson was still writing. Right, right, right. Yeah, and the, then I've got... the only eras that have ever held my interest were Simonson's and then Warren Ellis's. Other than that, I couldn't care about Thor, but the movie still looks incredible. Did, did you, did yeah, you the ever only, read the, the only... Hang on. Did you, Chad, did you ever read the JMS stuff? Because that was really good, but it got cut short because of everyone's favorite EIC, Joe Quesada. Well, yeah, I, I've, I've, heard, I've heard very good things about it. I have not read that era. Well, you see, with Thor, it, I, I never... I'm sorry, Jason, go ahead. No, I was, I was just going to say, you, you really, if, if you can, you should, you should immediately try and track the issues down or uh, get the omnibus. The, the JMS Thor is fantastic. It's just, unfortunately, it got cut short because we had to have Siege, yeah. which sucked balls. Oh. Well, JMS is also, also famous it. for leaving every book early. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> All I was going to say is that I've, I've never really read Thor. My, my brother was a big Thor fan growing up, kind of before he found the Punisher, and that became the character he gravitated to. But I've always read Thor in the Avengers. And right. I was just, I uh, forget what volume Essential was. It was the second to last, or second to latest Essential Avengers that came out. 
And what's funny is that the only uh, like old school Avengers on the team are Thor and Iron Man. And so it's like, you know, Frog and Toad are friends. Thor and Iron Man are the two, you know, senior men. So they're the two pals on the team. And it's just weird seeing Thor and Iron Man chumming it up when everybody wants to write them as being adversarials, you know, uh, especially in the wake of, you know, uh, Civil War, or as I call it, plans, Plan B and everything else that Marvel's put out over the last couple of years. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of of you know retroactively going back and and toying with stuff like that. But in this case, it's one of those things that actually makes sense to me because you know Tony Stark being you know a man of science and all that, and Thor being you know a, a god and being a I mean, being a magical-based character, you know, they they should be somewhat diametrically yeah. opposed and 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 have trouble finding a middle yeah. ground. There was one of the things that I thought that there was a great uh, miniseries a few years back. Will help me out. Was that eight issues? The the Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Do you remember? Yeah, that yeah, was I think it was. Yeah, let me see. Uh... It was a fantastic series. And it was uh, kind of like a... Scott Collins thing. Yeah, it was eight issues. Yeah, yeah. And think... it was a great moment in there where where Iron Man's basically calling Thor out and telling him, you know, I'm tired of your whole God act, and you know, you're so full of shit. And <laughs> so Thor so great. basically expands his uh, worldview worldview by by you know letting him get a taste of how Thor sees the universe and it was fucking awesome it was like alright now I see how these two came to finally find a middle ground you know there's a part in the JMS run it's like issue 3 or 4 where it's dealing with the aftermath of Civil War which I hated Civil War but that aside you know they cloned Thor and Iron Man comes to Thor and basically says, oh, you have to register now. And Thor just, you know, barely taps him with his hammer and he just beats the unholy fuck out of Iron Man. Yeah, and I and I have a serious problem with that because it's like, for a long time, for a long time, Tony, Iron, Iron Man became the the scapegoat for I had all a problem these with leftist that too. writers who, who Be, bitched well, and, they and to... hated themselves. Uh, hated everything that was going on in this country and turned him into a fucking villain that he never was. And Civil War I, makes no damn sense. If you actually I agree. read Iron Man I, I, or I have Captain the exact America. same opinion as you. I hated Civil War. It was nothing but Mark Millar spouting off his psychotic, you know, was, Marxist, was, I it, hate America beliefs. But it, but, but, it was, but it didn't even it didn't even fit. If if it had been if it had been the other way around, if it had been okay, if let let's let's think back to our to our Bronze Age nineteen or, or into the nineteen eighties Marvel brains here. And say that a supervillain blows up a school. Neural <laughs> neutralizer. Okay. And a, a supervillain blows up a school full of kids. Captain America is going to be the one to come forth and say, we need to take responsibility for our actions. And Iron <laughs> Man's going to be the one to say, no, no one's going to tell me what to do because I know how best how to run myself. With a drink in his hand. Well, yeah, but, but. Yeah, but, <laughs> but no, we have to do it the other way because. because the, the character that theoretically could be a conservative has to be the villain of the piece because otherwise it doesn't fit the narrative. And it was a steaming pile of horse shit. And the only thing that could have saved that story is if on the last issue number six, which was the second to last issue, not the annihilation. Because annihilation was the only goddamn thing that was any good coming out of Marvel in that era. 
Back to drinking my beer. Messages. I agree. What you have to what you have to keep in mind is the reason they pulled that is Mark is you know Iron Man pretty much represents everything Mark Millar doesn't doesn't like. He's a yes. you know capitalist and he's a outspoken you know patriotic American. That's two things Mark Millar hates right there. Okay, I, I you know what? Oh, well, here we go. I, I tried. <laughs> I, I can't. I just can't stay quiet anymore. Oh God. Yes, he can. Because he does go into Mark Mopetsky. Okay, I understand Mark Millar has political things, uh, puts a lot of political stuff into the story. Dude, he's an admitted Marxist, okay? I'm not accusing him of anything he hasn't already claimed. But that's not the point. The point is, as far as the story of Civil War, it was good because it did bring it. No, it wasn't. Yes, it it brought it. wasn't. It was a horrible story. Oh, the goddamn sense. You're wrong. Civil War, and a lot of people did start getting into comics because of the general of the story. You may necessarily hate the overall political topic of it. No, no, I also just hate the story because the fact. But you're not letting him finish the sentence, Jason. But I don't want to hear it. (laughs) Of course, you don't want to hear it because you know I'm right. Because, but the. Oh, Wait, we all know you, Thomas. Question, Thomas. Which of us graduated from college? Okay, okay, well. Go. 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 It was a very unique morality story that brought a lot of people in because they had not seen it in comics before. And you have to give Civil War that at least amount. I totally, I totally give Civil War credit for that because that's a hot concept. But what, what's the definition of high concept? You can break it down into one sentence. You know, bus goes under 55 miles an hour and blows up. Okay, high concept. The high concept of Civil War was fine, but unfortunately, as as dozens of Daredevil comics throughout the 1970s reminded us, the devil is in the details. And the and the problem was that. Oh, Luke is getting too passionate again. <laughs> he was straddling the line on his it's, last rant and he made it through but it's his blood pressure, it just turns off the microphone <laughs> override, it, it has an override switch there's a fail safe <laughs> I wish I had the interesting thing about the Thor trailers is they don't show a whole lot of uh, Thor with a helmet or like, I mean the TV spots have shown like him flying and stuff but like, which is pretty cool, I didn't think they would actually show him flying but the helmet yeah, things I are kind of interesting well, you know, it looks, it looks. If we were to come to a compromise, I think that Civil War can be said that it changed the Marvel Universe irrecoverably, and as a negative, it wrote some characters out of character. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, yeah. I can't because I never read it, but. You're such a rebel. Here's my other problem with it it only had a, a, a boosting effect for a while. As, as it's continued, we've seen the Marvel comic books, you know, and DC has the same problem getting darker and, you know, more what? rape and more people getting, you know, ripped, you know, century ripping Aries in half. And, and comic books are, you know, sales are getting lower and lower. And I don't think there's going to be a comic book industry in five years. No, but 17% more rape. But that's Civil <laughs> War's fault. That's. Joe Casada's fault for being a fucking asshole, and after Civil War, uh, one implemented Civil War, Thomas. Right, guys, isn't hey guys, it all our me, faults? Like, 
Hold on, hold on. Let me let me jump in for a second because we're, we're going down a. We're, I think y'all are gonna come to blows. Yeah, we're, we're in hell. Right now. Change, change, change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shut the fuck up. Yeah, shut up. Oh, by anyway, the way, I'd like to uh, say hello to top. our newest addition to our group, Pope <laughs> Mullinex, who's joined us about 15 <laughs> minutes ago and probably has had no chance to even <laughs> make a about noise. To leave. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bob. Hi. Hi. Uh, is my my microphone actually working? Yes, it is. Yes. Hooray! Actually, my argument is I don't think that consoles are going downhill. What's going to happen is we're going to go digital, like the way with like Kindles and Nooks and stuff. I I would argue that you're probably right because what? No, it's, it's true. I, I used no, no, to work no, no, for consoles. Yes. I'm we agreeing. I'm actually I'm, moving I'm, that direction. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. And what what I'm saying is is that the digital format. I mean. I'm reading. I'm reading less big, big two comics right now than any time in my adult life, and I'm reading more small press than at any time in my adult life. And all the digital <laughs> do is to cut out that the the cost of physical doing the physical brick and mortar business. If if a small you know Joe Q publisher has a good property that they can get out even cheaper and get it direct to you, yeah. the consumer, that's going to cut out that that printing cost and make it that much easier to get good comics. I mean, you know what my favorite comic is nowadays? Uncle Scrooge. Best comic on the stand, as far as I'm concerned. I think it has too much rape in it these days. <laughs> I know. Why, what is well, it with all the rape in Uncle Scrooge these nope. days? You, that, Huey had it coming. That's all i got to say. <laughs> and in that couple where it's like Donald and Scrooge at the door, like, you have all the problems, Scrooge, but what do you think of this? My nephew's <laughs> and Louie doing meth? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm serious, though. It's like... And, it's, oh, wait, two things. One, um... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, one, look, you're wrong. It's Duckwing Ducks that's the best comic okay. out today. And two, Shag wanted to say something. No well, such I, comic I, as Duckwing Duck. It's Darkwing Duck. <laughs> Darkwing Duck is pretty awesome, but, you know, Scrooge has been the man for, like, yeah. 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I wanted to bring up a quick point. It's sort of about Civil War, but taking us down a different tangent. You guys were at how how... There's a lot of anger towards Civil War, but I found something very interesting amongst my group of friends is that DC readers really gravitated to Civil War. For example, like myself, I'm mainly a DC guy, but man, I jumped all over Civil War and I enjoy it. And I, I agree with some of the issues you've said. Absolutely. But and vice versa. A lot of Marvel fans looked over and saw whether it be Infinite Crisis or whatever piece of shit DC was putting out at the time and decided <laughs> they love that. And it's, it's sort of right. a grass is greener approach. And that's right. what happened with me. I'm, I'm reading almost as many Marvel comics now as I'm reading DC, which is totally the opposite of where I was a few years ago. I think that's a fair point because I, I'm, I'm, I like both companies, but I'm primarily a Marvel fan. I mean, my, my top three characters are Spider-Man, Punisher, and, and, the, and Thor. But uh, I've, I've been getting more into, you know, Green Lantern and Brightest Day and the other stuff they're doing, and I'm really looking forward to the Aquaman comic coming out. That's now. a really interesting mix, Jason, because those three characters have nothing in common with each other. <laughs> well, but the thing is, no, but I also said it's right because, you know, for that matter, I've been really upset with the way, like, Joe Quesada and up management of Marvel's been acting, and I was looking at what my what my poll box is, what I have in my poll box. You know, I get about, like, 16, 17 comics, uh, and it's changed from when I started. I got nothing but Marvel, and now I get about six independents, nine DC, and one Marvel comic. Right. I, I guess. Oh, I guess I could. Just, yeah, I know. I like Spider-Man. Spider-Man's what got me into comic books. 
Punisher I like because I grew up in Detroit and I find it satisfying to see criminals get shot in the face each issue. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Thor, you know, I like mythology and I just like the whole cosmic stuff. I mean, if, if it wasn't that Marvel is has been consistently trying to put out two Iron Man books since the first movie, I'd be buying one title. That'd be Invincible Iron Man as far, what? From, from Marvel. Um, you know, because they, they put out Iron Man Legacy and now we're doing Iron Man 2.0, which is just War Machine Volume 3. You know, they did, they did War Machine Volume 2 before that. It's like so much of my stuff for a while. I mean, growing up, I was always a Marvel guy. I was reading Avengers and X-Men, Spider-Man and all that. And and now it's it's just it's just Iron Man for, for Marvel. And I've been and then for a while I was gravitating towards DC stuff. But after a while, it just oh, it just everything is so much the same. And my favorite publisher right now, besides Boom putting out their, their Disney books, is uh, a little outfit called Moonstone. And Moonstone was best known because they had the Phantom license before uh, Dino. Uh, what the hell are we'll be right back after these messages. But Moonstone puts out a lot of, they put out a lot of stuff with uh, characters in the public domain and old pulp characters like the spider and the domino lady and uh, private investigator characters. Like and it's just totally different from what the big two are putting out that it's just, it's just refreshing. You know, it's, it's, it's nothing groundbreaking. It's just pulp. You know, it's just those 1930s-style pulp stories, but it's 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 just so different from typical long underwear that it's just, you know, it, it's something, it's a breath of fresh air to read something new, and I find that as I get less interested in the big two, these small press guys get more of my attention. I, you know, I've been reading a lot of Image and Vertigo stuff. You know, I know you guys are, at least some of you, like Walking Dead and Invincible. There's some other really good stuff, that, like uh, Vertigo has fables. 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 Yeah. High five, yeah. Uh, Northlanders, which is about Vikings, which, you know, is awesome. Actually, you what, uh, have you read Unwritten it? yet? Oh, I'm, so good! Is it? Because I've been looking at it and I want to read it. That, that's you, the, uh, get off this call. Go read it now. But I'm, I'm not here. Do what he says. <laughs> What's it called? Unwritten? Are you mad, Un woman? Yeah. Unwritten it's by, by, it's by Mike, Mike Carey. Mike Carey. <laughs> so good! And it's about X-Men. Although What's to be it like? fair, the X-Men have been so screwed up for a while that I don't think that's really his fault. The, no, the, the gist, the gist of it, it's like it's like Harry Potter of sorts, but don't shut me down yet. The gist, the idea is there's a this guy wrote the Harry Potter books and he has a son who it's based on. Sort of, it's called Tom Taylor in this, and it's the story of Tom Taylor. And it's really a question of is he real? Is he fictional? And it's about writing and stories, and it's and and the way you develop a story. It's so good. It's not all Harry Potterish at all. Nothing. I like, like Harry Potter, yeah. but yeah, yeah it's a like person with a Harry Potter tattoo on her arm. <laughs> awesome sauce. But I will say this, you know, it's right because you know I was just look. I just got up to look at my independence because I got my comics yesterday, and so they're all still out. And I was looking at like I have like one from all the major uh, independent. Guys. I have one from Boom, one from IDW, one from Dynamite, one from Image, uh, one from Broadsword Comics, one from Xenoscope. You know, and but I'm sorry. Oh, I, knew. I knew it. I knew it. I knew you were gonna say broadsword. Damn it! Oh. There is a Taylor Witch of the Black Rose has an awesome. Oh God, no, no, uh, no! We're not talking about tarot. We're not talking no, about it. No, go to hell, Thomas. Jason brought it up. It has an awesome. You, you brought up your you brought out your pull list. Don't say Jason brought it up. 
Oh, oh, it's a great story. Me... It's about women with tentacle vaginas that rape men. You should let's, read it. Let's, let's just not do it. Let's just not do it. Well, hold on. Let me. There let is me... a great Thor okay. themed story You're, going into. We are going to put a list of topics on the table that we are not allowed to discuss. Number one, Obama. Number two, Tarot. <laughs> Any oh, other nominations? Number three, racism. Let me, let me, oh, yeah, number three, racism. Yeah, that's right. Oh, damn it. Uh, I'm off this call yeah, right number, now. Number four, <laughs> yeah, we're not going Honor through that. Him. We're not going through Jesus that thing again. Christ. Hold on. Hold on. Let me let me let me let me throw this out there. Obama's showing up in tarot? I don't think so. Dude, I would read that issue. That would be so <laughs> awesome. I should watch we, 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 we would not be allowed to discuss it because you know, but yeah. I wonder how big his boobs would be. Scott <laughs> <laughs> well, and Chris, when you guys uh, inevitably do your uh, your comic reviews for the for the uh, summer movies, I'm hoping you guys will. Uh, Tell this comic newbie over here what comics to go look at if you like these movies, because I'm kind of uh, at a loss of where to dive in. Wait, which ones which... are you talking about specifically? Well, any of them, honestly. I mean, uh, well, for I... for Thor, um, the the nice thing with uh, with the Simonson run is, see, I hadn't really read any Thor before I read Simonson. That starts at like I think it's like three thirty seven or something like 337, that. Three thirty seven first appearance of Beta Ray Bill. Yeah. Yes. But I'm I mean married. it's it's all in it's all in trades and that sort of thing. But I would say dive in there because it gives you everything you need. You don't need to have read anything that comes before. It's not like it uh you know, retconned anything or, or wiped away anything it, or or even ignored anything that came before it. It's just it's it ran in its own direction so you didn't need anything that came before it so you know for thor i would say you know start and you can even end with the simons and stuff it's really all the thor you ever need it, it's great great stuff all your thor needs yeah um, I, I i mean you know, I, I literally and, started reading comics uh, guys can, can oh. luke's trying to say something can he say it uh, <laughs> i don't know can all, he... all, all... I don't know. Can I? That is a good question. I, I am a I am an electrical engineer. Um, actually, I'm a control systems engineer. But the point I was trying to tarot before is that no, I don't I don't read tarot. But tarot is to me the epitome of an independent book that is the creator making the book they want to make. You know, yeah. We we talk about um, uh, Chris. You did a podcast a number of uh, actually it was last year at this point, saying if you want to make a podcast, go make your damn podcast. Well, this is the same kind of idea. If you want to make a comic about you know, um, a, a, a very well-endowed witch and her well-endowed friends make that comic, and who do nothing but have sex with each other. Well, again, but if that's if that's what God you want to do, if that's what you want to do, then then go ahead and do it. It may not be, you know, what what a lot of people want to read. I can get behind the thought of that. You're doing what you want to do, and you're getting paid for it. There's something to be said for that. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. It's like. I don't. I mean, again, I can respect. I can respect what they're doing as independent comic creators, even if I don't dig their product. And, I, and that's the point I was trying to make about about Tarot. And with any small press guy, if there's a small press uh, title that you like, pimp that title everywhere you go because all you're doing is helping those people out. Because if it's not, you know, there's so many people that if it's not Marvel DC, Marvel DC, got to read Marvel and DC. They don't even know it exists. Right. The good thing that um that comic shops like to do is when they release um sorry about that when they release a uh like a movie they like to put out all the trades that are kind of like you know if you like the movie and you like the tone of the movie you you 
you should enjoy this. Like, let's say the Captain America movie. You can, you know, from that, you could actually go dive right into um, Byrne and Stern's uh, That's exactly yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, thank you for mentioning that. That That's great. The, uh, the Mark Wade, uh, Ron Garney run that wrapped up the original uh, Cap series, Volume 1, that was great, too. The what was that called? Man Without a Country or something like that? I mean, that yeah. was the story that... That was like the second half of that story, but it actually started... Uh, that run began with Cap being dead was uh, was how it kicked off, and then it eventually went into that uh, that whole Man Without a Country story, but that was some good, good shit. That was the, you said just... the Mark Wade. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, that was excellent. Did you... Uh, what did you think of the Kevin McGuire, like, four-issue mini? The, the like Adventures of Captain America. Yeah, I'm still trying yeah. to track that down. I've got one or two issues of that, and uh, I've been trying to track the others down on the cheap. I, I haven't ever read it. It looks good, though. Here, uh, I, I, I love it personally. So. Here's my issue with Mark Wade. And before anyone slaps me, I like a lot of his older stuff. <laughs> his Flash. You're going to get slapped. Go ahead. <laughs> no, his Flash was awesome. But he recently had this, you know, whole, you know, fuck super, superhero comic books tirade. And if that's his opinion, you know, why, why, why should I feel the need to read his current stuff? Because he's writing a book about a supervillain. I don't think it reflects so much in his work, as far as I can see. I mean, he seems to still love superheroes. I mean, I'll, I'll, he's doing a Daredevil recently. I mean, I mean, he's coming up soon, so that's going to be interesting. And, I would. Um, yeah, I think it was just part of the ad campaign for his Irredeemable, because you know, the, the whole idea was they, they actually had shirts made up that said, like, Mark Wade is evil and things like that. He was, he was trying to play that position. I have found that any uh, comics personality that stays in comics for, for any length of time whatsoever and gains any, you know, measure of, of fame and popularity eventually has you know, whether it's 15 minutes or 15 years, has their moment of, man, fuck these superhero comics, where, you know, they may not come right out and say it, but at one time or another, they all try to break away, you know, and some are more successful than others. You know, you've got some that, you know, go off into commercial art or whatever, and, and they're successful and they never come back, and then there's other ones that, you know, they, they end up being dragged back in kicking and screaming i mean burn went through that i mean burn i would say that if i could track you know the beginnings of of burn bashing back to any one thing that that man ever did it's when he pissed off the fan community when he announced that uh he was getting out of the trenches you know i mean is anybody here old enough to remember that you know when he he came out with that and Everybody was like, you know, are are you talking the same trenches that, you know, Jack Kirby and, you know, uh, Will Eisner and all these other guys labored in those trenches? And, and that's when people really started to turn on him. But what he was trying to express was his desire to, to do something a little more, uh, you know, artsy-fartsy than just... Something with more creative freedom. Exactly. I, I respect some of his older work. But uh, I, I think, having read a lot of some of his comments, I think Burns kind of a dick. I think there's a problem with 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 the creators and the fan community nowadays in general. Is I think we have a lot of creators whose work we have loved for years. That if we ever actually met them, we would be sorely disappointed. 
But nowadays, very, very, those personalities. Yeah, had a those theory. personalities are out there. I've always had yeah. a theory that people, a lot of times, if someone does art that they like, some sort of artistic thing that they like, that you tend to idealize them, and the reality is often <laughs> not not that pretty. But you know, as far as artists go, when they do stuff like that, what like what John Byrne did, I always give them slack because they're artists. That's what they're supposed to do. They they're supposed to get pissed off and try something different they're, you know that's at least you know it's part of the process of of what they're doing so there and, and a lot of that process is is sometimes being very self-involved so the artists themselves can be kind of a prick but i don't care as long as they make good art i can stay away from, i can i do very well at not me actually meeting them anyway so <laughs> but you know at the same time i think part of the problem is also you know, within the fans themselves, too many times, you know, we praise people for tearing down people's work and, and being completely negative about it because they made it look funny. And when you really listen to what they have to say, a lot of times it's just, you know, funny jokes made off one panel, and all of a sudden these comics get, you know, they get, their the view of the comic is narrowed, towards like this one panel of one issue of a comic instead of looking at the entire comic for what it is. That also has to be talked about. I think one of the problems is I think one of the problems is that you have people like Casada who are just so antagonistic towards the fan base. Like there's an interview with with Casada recently and he, it was a little fan video and he said how, you know, people are loving Spider-Man right now, especially since the marriage is gone. Then he makes this little twisting motion and goes, "Sorry, just had to get that in there." It's like really. Yeah, yeah since uh, stopped buying Spider-Man, I, I'll pick it up on occasion. Like I'll buy the current stuff with uh, the Fantastic Four stuff. I mean the FF, mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, I really won't. I don't really bother it anymore. To be honest with you, I'm just uh, kind of tired of, kind of burnt out on that whole area. Yeah, I mean, plus Spider-Man's appearing everywhere else. So <laughs> I, I don't like Spider-Man after one more day. I, I I couldn't take it. I was I, too pissed. I said I'm coming back to I said I'm not coming back to Spider-Man until Dan slots off it because, you know, yeah, I was on the fence. And when he did what he did, telling you know, fan the fuck off and thinking, hey, I can, you know, hey, I can just say whatever the hell I want. I'm like, you know, that's where I'm going. And I'm like, until he's off, I'm not coming back. Yeah, Dan's a, um, there's a combination of things that kind of just turned me off on his work. One is online persona and, uh, you know, the usual digs he'll do, like in the comics that like kind of just, uh, I don't know. It just kind of irritates me, so that just it kind of turns off to, like to the work. It, no matter how good, good he people. had with 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 the Spider-Man crawl space uh, and Brad Douglas, who if uh, any of you well, know Brad know Douglas, is call really nice. Or, or... What's up? I missed what I miss. I don't know if I'd what? call. Well, him. I didn't know what else to call. Fine, little okay, little frenzy, whatever. His little his little arguments with with and and BD's a really nice guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah what about it? I, I just think it didn't make Dan Slott look good. Oh, I just really love the fact that living in back issue land, none of this stuff really matters. I can just enjoy the old stories Amen. And, and read yeah. some good 60s and 80s comics and even gold. I've been on a real golden age kick. I've read more golden age comics that I know what to do with, and it's it's been fun. Yeah, it's a good thing about John's podcast is that, you know, he's going all the way back to the beginning where, like, uh, you know, we can all kind of, just go back to that era instead of just wallowing in the current stuff that we you know even you know, may not even like. 
but so here's it hit me a while back that I actually don't understand exactly why I'm so pissed at Marvel and DC right now because they actually both did me a great favor, which is at, at just money. Yeah, I mean, just about simultaneously. I mean, you know, there's there's a few months difference there, but almost simultaneously, they both pissed me off to the de- degree where I walked <laughs> away from both universes. I mean, you know, DC had its uh, Infinite Crisis event, which pushed pushed the reset button on on Superman, and that was a, a slow process because, you know, they didn't come right out and say, you know, we've we've change superman at a fundamental level but it it all culminated with secret origin and that's the point where i decided okay i'm done with this shit and walked away marvel was was kind of the same thing you know they had civil war which you know i won't say that it didn't have its problems but i enjoyed civil war you know by and large but the problem was was the thing that i enjoyed the most about civil war was the thing that ultimately you know they ended up just erasing and wiping away, you know, which was the whole thing with Spider-Man to me, you know, I like Spider-Man. I've always enjoyed the character, but I was not ever extremely faithful to him either. And one of the reasons was, was that I just didn't feel like the character ever really went anywhere. Yeah. For suddenly for the first time since, you know, since like the, the, Lee and Ditko days, all of a sudden that character was going somewhere. You know, he he outed himself. You know, his his secret identity. Uh, it, it really felt like things were were building to a, a an exciting direction, and I cannot believe that at my age and all the comics I've read, I was naive enough not to have seen what was coming. I mean, uh, of course they were going to hit the reset button. Because, you know, frankly, they just don't have the guts to carry that story in the direction, you know, that it was going. And and that's a shame because it really was exciting for the first time in a hell of a long time. If comic book companies are are anything, they're dickless. Yeah, absolutely. But but you're right, Scott, because just as much as you hear, thank you, Jeff Johns, now you heard, thank you, John Byrne, 20 years ago. Right. Right. The thing is, you know, the way Joe Quesada, you know, has talked when he talks about what Spider-Man needs to be, what he tells me is that, you know, we would just like it if most comic book fans would only read for six years and then stop being fans and stop collecting. So we can just hit the reset button like every 10 or 15 years because, you know, we it's just easier and for us because we're lazy just to keep telling the same stories over and over again. See, you're right. That's what he says because that's apparently what he thinks. But the problem is, is that he's either lying that he really believes that, or if he really does believe that, then he's living in a fucking fantasy world because that's not how comics work these days. It's not 1954 anymore. Exactly. They haven't worked that way since, you know, my dad was a kid because ever since you know when when like chris and i are a perfect example you know we're in our 40s ever since we were coming up we we were at that stage where comics began to mature and you started to see the progression of characters you started to see characters kind of get unstuck from the middle of the story where they had been for so many years and and you know 
it, well, it's one of I my think great there, regrets there was in a life time that where where character where a character arc was limited because they wanted him to just be the same in ageless comic by comic and you know Spider-Man was always going to be 20 years old and when yeah in that in the 80s they were like no we can just keep continue with this develop the character change them have things happen to them and have it be right. more of an ongoing story you know but but ultimately the some changes because you know you know in the 80s he got married and then he was gonna have a kid but then they decided not to pull the trigger right. on that well even before he got married he went to graduate school he uh, yeah. dropped, he dropped out of graduate school that was a progression dropping out betty brant became a whore that that's oh, betty brant was all, became a whore she was always a whore puberty made her whore yeah, the oh, the eighties just shine the spotlight back on her and her whoreness. Yeah, it was I like, remember, my, remember, let's do her again. I tried my best at uh, at MegaCon to uh, to get to be able to ask a question of of Stan because I was at a panel that that you you know it's like a question and answer thing. Never got called on, but I, I hope one day to get an answer to this question. I would just love to know that you know when he created these characters and he was writing these characters. You know, was it ever his intention for them to get to a point where they would suddenly become static? Because I really don't think so. I mean, I look back and I read, you know, old issues of uh, like what you guys are covering on, uh, you know, ASM Classics, you know, stuff like that or, you know, Fantastic Four, any of the old Marvel stuff when when Stan was writing it. And damn, that stuff was moving, and it was moving ahead. And I can remember a lot of issues of the Avengers where, you know, Iron Man kept saying how old he was getting. You know, I can't do this shit much longer. I'm getting old. I'm getting old, and stuff like that. You know, in the Fantastic Four, they got married. They had a kid. You know, Peter Johnny Parker graduated married, high school. You know, all these things were no, happening. No, Peter no, Parker was Josh, talking about marriage it. when he was, like, like younger than me. He was talking about marriage when he was 18 years old. Right. And, of course, that it's, was a different time period, like, but everything – the, the the eye was always for the future. I just I, I don't like get really the impression. impression but, but other characters had it. I, I well, just apparently in the Silver Age, like marriage was like the first thing anybody thought of, like in most stories. Right. Ultimately, the yeah. we're talking about here is, you know, setting jokes that are aside, jokes like you ask the writers what they want to do with the character, no matter which side of the on, whether it's the side that I agree with or the side I disagree. with, they're basically fans that are oh I was inspired by this era of Spider-Man and they basically want to write stories of the stories that they were inspired by if okay Thomas uh, Jason Josh and John if any of you were to write Spider-Man would you get have him marry Mary Jane again no uh, I would think long and hard about it because like okay as a fan that's what I want and I know that that's what my friends want but can't think from the standpoint of what you want when you're writing the book. In but the, that's, in, you mean, the, what I'm gonna do you mean if I the book. You mean in the current continuity? I I'd find a way to undo one more day. I mean I haven't really yeah. read any of the other stuff that oh, that's yeah. really being my first I, priority. I already know what I'm gonna do, and that if I had the book, and that is <laughs> the thing is, you know, again, I would undo one more day, I'd bring them together, but I wouldn't have them get married, but. It's like I said, you know, bringing towards a more modern relationship. I'd really introduce more Black Cat into it, and that, but them still be more. <laughs> and oh that way, you do have that sort of melodrama between Mary Jane and Felicia. But it's at the time, it's that sort of adult thing, sort of what we saw before Civil War, before One More Day, 
which was kind of happening with those characters, and you saw that instance of going that route, but they never pulled the trigger on that either. What do you oh, mean I by don't... a more modern relationship? He means Mary Jane Felicia in a threesome with Peter. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I didn't say... <laughs> You didn't read that issue? I could, if I could just make a point back to something, Scott, what you were saying a few moments ago about when Stan Lee was writing all the, the Marvel characters in the early 60s about everybody moving forward. You know, I, I think you're right, because if you read Iron Man in that period, his life is forever changing. It's always some new ailment, you know, some new relationship, some new right. whatever. But the, what's interesting is that there is one character who is exempt from all of that, who stays exactly the same, and that's his whole point. That's because remember when Captain America came back in the Silver Age, the whole point was he was the man out of time, and right. that he, he was an anachronism. I'm not saying that word right. Anachronism. You know, yeah, he was the anachronism of the of the time that he was the throwback to the 1940s, living in the 60s, and that he he couldn't move forward, and that his life was stuck there. So it, that's what made Cap's book unique. It, the the Jack Kirby Cap from the from the 60s, which was just fantastic action, but it was always at the end it was. Cap's still the same guy because Cap is the rock. And we were talking a bit about marriage, and, and I, I, I missed who said the comment that, you know, back then marriage was always the, the first thought. Uh, a little bit of, well, we, we saw this in, um, this finally got made more well-known when they finally did the adaption of Casino Royale a couple of years ago, but James Bond wants to marry Vestal at the end of Casino Royale. Yes, he does. Royale I, I, I recently in, read that. In the book. And that, and um, as a kid, reading all of the Ian Fleming paperbacks, which are shelf next to me here you read casino royale and you know you're like really and of course she's you know it's a uh, spoiler she's a double crossing uh, female yeah well you can't, uh, no, no offense hope you but don't you can't get trust dates, do you <laughs> <laughs> oh my balls laid ma'am well yeah i mean stan's gone on record as saying that um you know, he, when he was drawing, when he was doing the books, he was kind of, uh, I don't want to say flying by the seat of his pants, but he knew that the comics, you know, they, they had an uncertain future, so he kind of just uh, worked from what we had, or, you know, from what he had and just uh, went ahead, and then he didn't really expect us, you know, to be reading comics today, so that's kind of well, lends credence to, to what Scott was saying. Wasn't, was, wasn't it Conway who said that uh, he didn't think comics were going to last 10 years, and that's one of the reasons why he killed Gwen off, because he didn't think anyone would care? He said that he killed off everyone for that reason, because he also killed off Dr. Octopus, Hammerhead, Mysterio. And for uh, the record, that's not me trying to rip on Conway. I love Conway. Just yeah, it's not, it's it not, a, safe, not a safe place to hit on Conway. But you know, I'm not, no, I, am, I would never hate on Conway, Jag. Never. I really Conway. have a show someday. Okay. I would not throw Conway out of bed. Wow! <laughs> wow! Is that awesome? <laughs> wow. Okay then. Well, okay. you know, you know, the point with the general, though, I think, I think cute thing going one, on um, for a fifty, sixty-year-old man. Hey, you know what? He he wrote he wrote a lot of great books, so you know he's uh. Con Conway has two of my favorite runs on Spider-Man, and he created my second favorite character ever. I I can ha not have anything Which less than absolute. Which one is this? Punisher. Punisher's oh, my okay. second favorite character. See, Jason, the right, the right answer was Firestorm. <laughs> okay, okay here's the thing, Shag. I haven't read Firestorm, which is why I'm going to pick up the upcoming Jerry Conway Firestorm trade when it comes out. Well played, sir. Well played. A lot of stuff that Conway did in Spider-Man is stuff that's, like, carried over more than any other run. Like, Conway was the guy that made Harry the Green Goblin. That's something that's, like, been in all the other medias. Uh, the whole famous bridge battle, that's been in a lot, lot of different places. He did the Clone Saga. He, uh, he hot made an on Dr. Octopus. Yeah, he hooked up Peter and MJ. 
Yeah, I mean, he officially yeah. did it, pretty much, yeah. Well, that's what I meant. I like his work with Harvey Furman. Uh... <laughs> I will always put over Jerry Conway because he put over the name of one of my blogs. Uh, he did an interview on um, um, Tales from the Long Box, and it was, they called for questions. And one of my questions, he said, oh, this is from Luke, who writes the Hawkman blog, Being Carter Hall. He's like, oh, that's a great name. That's an awesome name for a blog. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> well, actually, actually, the, the way it happened was it was me. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I embarrassed myself. I, I said, this is from Luke. He writes the Being Carter Hall blog. That's a Hawkman blog. And I'm telling Jerry Conway, the guy who <laughs> wrote JLA for 10 years, that, you know, Carter Hall's Hawkman. He goes, yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, meaning that meaning that Carter Hall's Hawkman. So yeah, Carter Hall's Hawkman. He goes, I, yeah, I know. And then he goes, and it's a great name for a blog. So that's that's how it happened. I was a little embarrassed also, at that point. I also managed to stump him, which I thought was great because I asked a bunch of questions about like these these six issues of Iron Man he wrote in like 1971, and apparently <laughs> he just did like he did like script over Gary Friedrich's plot, and he's like, yeah, I have no idea what what this question uh, question is asking. I, I was listening to the podcast uh, Shag did with Mike Bailey, where you guys had Jerry Conway on. That's the same and, one. Uh, That's yeah. the same podcast, yeah. Well, I was, I was listening to this, and I was my grandmother out in, the, in, her, in her garden, and I had my headphones on. And the part where he, he mentions he got no royalties for Punisher Warzone, I just screamed out loud, What? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, That's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> He, he talked about that in another interview I did with him where he's talking about uh, how he was on a date with this woman. It's a great story. Uh, he's on a date with this woman. He's just going through this ugly divorce, and she's sort of in the booking world of films, and she mentions, yeah, there, there's a comic book movie in development, and she starts telling him about it. She tells him more and more and more about it, and he's getting angrier and angrier, and finally he's like, is this called Punisher? This is the Dolph Lundgren one back then. Ooh. And she's like, yeah. He like he flipped a lid because they were making the movie. They had never <laughs> said a word to him about it, you know, and he was so upset about it. And then uh, I, don't think they, the I don't think the date went that well after that. <laughs> well, that's funny. <laughs> she didn't know that he had created Punisher? She didn't know that he had created Punisher, and he didn't know they were making a Punisher movie. And that's how he found out. So it, he was pretty ticked. How how so, how did she know about Brad the Douglas movie? invited me to the event? Become a fan of Brad Douglas. Yeah, oh, I just saw that right now. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like uh, she worked in some like casting portion of, of the industry. It's it's on FirestormFan.com. Uh, if you go there and look for the Jerry Conway interviews. Uh, we'll go back to that Spider-Man stuff. Show. I mean, like the, that's kind of a two-prong. I mean, so, double-edged sword with regards to like. Keeping it accessible to like new people, um, with the uh, progression and all that stuff. So it's kind of a, a tricky thing to balance, you know. Like, yeah, you know, what I always say is like, you know, the kids always go back to the trades. So <laughs> that's kind of that's what I did. I, I read the essentials when I was like getting into it. Yeah, that's what I did. I went back when I was when I got into I got into comics about 2001. When JMS had just come on to Spider-Man, when I was getting to Spider-Man, I they had some of the essentials, and I went back and read all of that. Any trades I could come across, um, I loaned a friend of mine my copy of Craven's Last Hunt, and he thought that was awesome. See, I've always rejected that argument that uh, you know kids today, you know they they can't identify with this character. You know, this character's been around you know thirty, forty, fifty years, and it's got too much baggage and blah blah blah, and we need to push the 
Yeah, but the whole reason they created like Ultimate Spider-Man and stuff like that, and I feel very vindicated, you know, when I go to the comic shop now, and I see the, you know, the the solicitations for where they're going to be killing that character off because it's like, okay, you know, we didn't really need that because we've got the classic characters, I, you know, I, you know, when when I, like when Chris and I were getting into comics. Dude, they didn't have, you know, comic shops. They didn't have libraries full of trade paperback reprints and shit like that. There was none of that stuff. There was no torrents full of entire runs. Yeah, exactly. I mean, none of us use at all. I mean, the only way that you could access older stories is either, you know, if you could, you know, manage to track down back issues at like a, you know, yard sale or something, or if they were reprinted you know in in select issues or or there was a reprint title like marvel tales or something other than that you just had kind of had to dive in and just figure shit out as you went along and and hope that you know it would make sense after a while and you'd kind of you know get used to it and you'd be able to follow the story and that's just how comics were and i think to a large degree they're still that way but the advantage that, that people have today when they get into comics is, you know, all those resources that are there now. You've got the Internet. You've got, you know, all these trades and reprints. And, I mean, everything is at your fingertips. So I think it's a bullshit argument that a kid today can't pick up, you know, the latest issue of Dirt Man and get into it. You know, it's like the hell yeah, you can't, you know. You've... But at, at the same time, I think it, it... It's a bad example to use Ultimate because Ultimate was never supposed to be a replacement for Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, yes, it was. Absolutely, it was. I never that. It was intended to, to speak to the young people because they felt like there was too much baggage with Spider-Man, with, with the regular incontinuity Spider-Man that, that young people wouldn't identify with him. And so Ultimate Spider-Man was created as a jumping-on point for the kids to get. Well, I think, I think that can have a purpose though, because I got into comic books because of Ultimate Spider-Man. But when I got, when I read that, I gra- I, I because you know I love continuity and I was curious about this character. I gravitated towards the older stuff and eventually started to like that better. But I think it's good to have the introduction there. But you know. There was a mall in Kentucky where Marvel did a focus group a few years ago, and they took two ten-year-olds in two different rooms and showed them two different books. And one was a and one book was a single Spider-Man, and the kid loved it, and he gave Marvel a million dollars. And then the other room was a married Spider-Man book, and that kid burned them all to the ground. Yeah, that's a lie. No, that that happened. Ultimate Universe. It's never been given the due respect of. Being off on its own, it's this different universe. Well, it's become redundant now. Yeah, the whole the whole point of the Ultimate Universe. The, the, I'm sorry, the whole original point of the Ultimate Universe is kind of gone now because they've they've now built their own you know baggage of continuity. And... Let me, let me say well, the other thing was the whole point was you know we, we we will do things that we won't do in the regular Marvel Universe here. You know we'll have you know the blobby jan- you know eat you know the wasp but then you have you so know like 10 years later <laughs> century but then we'll have century ripping Ares in half and it's gotten to the point where the shock value stuff you could do in the ultimate universe you can now do in the regular marvel you anyway you know i'll be honest i don't really care about the shock value people have been talking about it a lot that doesn't really bother me <laughs> i mean i, I know it, i'm not denying it's gotten more violent and more sexy but like i'm not i've never i've never really cared 
I, I do agree I, though that I, the advertising. I'm, I'm not offended. I'm I'm simply talking about how it's become redundant. That the, the need for the Marvel, the Ultimate Universe, the Ultimate Universe no longer has a valid reason to exist. Is my point. But, At least not its original one. Exactly. But it's in its own universe, and I, you know, here's the deal. I dig the first issue of Death of Spider of Ultimate Spider-Man. I just did. Mark Bagley's art is absolutely gorgeous, and I just love that first issue. And one of the things, you know, for instance, with Ultimate Spider-Man, that um, I think is, you know, I really hate. It's a pet peeve of mine that they say about it is, you know, when they talk about the Ventus, you know, sort of script and everything, and. I always wonder if people are really reading it or if they're just scanning through because, like, they I are. Know. That's why we find it obnoxious. But you know, the, but that's the point. It's like I look in there and I'm actually looking at the lines and reading. I'm like, oh man, I really love that line. And I'm looking at lines I love. I'm actually reading what's being said, and if people are just scanning through. They're missing a very, very good book. That's a very presumptuous thing to say that you're the only one that's reading it, and the other people that are reading it aren't really reading it. Because I do have a podcast about that series. <laughs> I didn't say everyone. I'm saying there are people that just scan it and they don't give it the proper respect. Who are these people? Yeah, here's the thing. I dropped Ultimate Spider-Man because I was reading it and reading it, and, and I couldn't take it after Ultimatum. The reboot was just I couldn't take it. It you didn't hurt. like Ultimatum? That was a great... No, it wasn't. <laughs> the whole entire series re rebooted because New York got flooded. Yeah. I, remember when, yeah. I remember when Namor flooded New York a bunch of times in the regular Marvel Universe. They didn't relaunch <laughs> that. People, people in the 30s and no one cared. Well, well, I think they, 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 they relaunched DC the plant. I think DC sent him over to sabotage Marvel from the inside, and that's why his Marvel stuff is awful. I like his Hulk. I mean, I, 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 who is this you're talking about? Jeff Loeb. Mm. Um, can I let me just let me just make a quick point about the Ultimate Universe. Um, I knew that the the writing was on the wall for the Ultimate Universe when they introduced the Ultimate version of Diablo, because I'm sure we've all heard the anecdote where uh, Stan Lee was asked, "Oh, uh, is there any character that you ever created that you you didn't like?" And his answer is always Diablo. <laughs> because he kind of came up with the name and, and figured out his powers and backstory from that. So I've always thought, well, well, crap, if the Ultimate Universe is mining the floor where we're getting Diablo, then we pretty much hit rock bottom, haven't we? So, but honestly, that whole run of Ultimate Fantastic Four after um, after roughly issue 35, the whole series went down to the toilet. Oh, the, the, only, stuff? the only ultimate, uh, in the interest of full disclosure, the only ultimate stuff I've ever read... I can't even... I can't, I'm sorry, Luke, I can't hear you. I'm sorry, can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah, there you go. In, in the interest yeah, of full can disclosure... Can you hear me now? Good. In the interest of full disclosure, the only ultimate stuff I've ever read is Ultimate Iron Man, and my favorite <laughs> bit from Ultimate Iron Man was from... They just did... Uh, Warren Ellis just did an Ultimate Armor Wars uh, book last year, and we get to see Ultimate Dread Knight who is a favorite of mine from the old uh, Iron Man cartoon from the 90s. Yeah, he's great. And, and hey, Red Knight has, the, has like the, one of the greatest lines of all time because it's, it's Tony Stark and Justine Hammer are flying all over the world hunting down all the Stark armor, you know, since this is called Armor Wars. And they go to... Dread uh, uh, Knight's real name is Bram Belsing. So they go to Belsing's estate in, uh, in Romania or something, and he takes one look at Justine and he says, Why is there a girl in my house not on a leash? And I'm nice. like, yikes. 
he might get you know gets his ass kicked. But I just I read that and I'm like, see, that's something you that you know the real Dread Knight would not really be allowed get away with saying that. You can't imply that you know goofy cartoon Dread Knight is uh, you know a, a misogynist and a sadist. But you can get away with that in the Ultimate Book because ultimately, no pun intended, it really doesn't matter what happens to Ultimate Dread Knight because he's going to get you know get his armor locked down and we're never going to see him again. I liked Ultimate Armor Wars. I thought Ultimate Iron Man by Orson Scott Card was kind of weak, but I yeah. think Orson Scott Card has been crazy since 1986. I, I liked uh, Ultimate Armor Wars until the very end. I didn't like the resolution, but I liked the story of them going around the world, you know, doing the traditional Armor or, Wars stuff. I love that. Was Orson great. Scott I just Card couldn't get into that series for at any point. Yeah, he does. Wow, Chris. <laughs> He's like the male version of uh, what's her name, the Twilight Rider. You know, weird Mormon. J.K. Rowling? Stephanie Wright. No, Stephanie Myers. Stephanie Myers. I'm kidding. Yeah, um, yeah, he's a weird... I loved Ender's Game. It was a awesome book. I liked, ben, I liked Bender's Game on Future That Rama. was great, that was too, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like Ender's Game, but I, I think uh, Card's work kind of went downhill after that. I, I've heard just basically read Ender's Game and that basically he sort of goes... He sort of I goes off... I forget he crazy. Yeah, so... He does. It's kind of like Dune. The first Dune book is amazing. Right. Stop after and that. And then it's diminishing returns <laughs> after that, yeah. Yep. I was just talking about that the other day. Yeah, they made Ender's Game a comic, uh, Chris, so if you're interested, check it out. I'm not sure how well it's translated, but... Of the Ender's Game comic? <laughs> oh, that'd be, yeah, yeah, I'd be really interested in that. I, I, I hear they're actually they're making it into a movie, which could be really interesting. Orson Scott Card, though, had a preoccupation with all the little kids in the book being naked a good amount of times. He, you know, I would be reading <laughs> it, and I'm like, why do we have to know that they're all naked right now? It doesn't have anything to do with the story, but he keeps mentioning it. He has an, an entire science fiction series based on the Book of Mormon. That would be great. I'm not that, kidding. The, the Book of Mormon is rife for. Uh, is a science fiction series. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's it's. <laughs> all, the, yeah, I was just gonna say, isn't the Book of Mormon a science fiction series already? The book. If you, oh, the Book of Mormon has science planet. fiction. The Book of Mormon. <laughs> a lot of people don't know, but you know the 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 Mormons. You know, you know how the Christians have the you know the fundamentalist Christians have the rapture. You know, the, the Mormon rapture is UFOs, and I wish I could remember the name of the planet. That, But in Mormon, you know, belief, God actually CIA. lives on a planet. What planet is oh, it that God lives on? If God lives on a planet, I think that it's Hoth. With a starship. I keep asking that. I guess the closest Marvel has to that is, I guess, the Beyonder, right? <laughs> Oh, or the Watcher, but the Watcher can't do anything. He's kind of you know, watch. You know, what's funny is is uh, my friend Adam made a point to me once. It's like watching the Watcher. He's all, oh, I can only watch. Except he always is warning Earth. He's always interfering. No, he's like, the same effing thing each time. I can, I, can, I, can, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. I can only imagine that the other Watchers want to have an intervention to get him to stop but since they're good at their job they can't actually stop him all they can say is look we're seeing what you're doing but we can't do anything about it because unlike you we choose not to interfere having him sitting there watching planets isn't interesting 
he's, he's called the Watcher, and and yeah, he he. Wait, 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 wait. What what is the intention of the Watcher to watch things? Yeah, I, yes. I was distracted by the Skype chat. What are we talking about? Some creeper? What are we talking about? <laughs> 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 Guys, like, hanging outside of like titty bars or something. Where, like where do you see what it looks like? The guy outside of your window. <laughs> The Watcher is a part of a race in the Marvel Universe. There are these guys wearing togas with really big foreheads, and they, they watch all of creation. Anytime, so anytime something momentous is going to go down, like the first time Galactus attacked Earth, the Watcher showed up because it was a momentous occasion that he had to see. So yeah, they're, they're pretty much skeevy guys with, with togas. I see six weirdos in toga stabbing a guy in full view of a hundred people. I shoot the bastards. That's what I do. He and, looks on uh, the moon. Time Lords. Like creepy Time Lords. No, see, Time Lords tend to be hip. These guys just tend to suck. They wear fezzes, because fezzes are cool. Yeah. I'm wearing a fez now. Actually, hope I was... I was I, uh, I I thought about you the other day because I was uh, I've actually started watching an anime series for the first time since I was in college, so I was thinking I hope I'd be proud of me. I'm actually getting out out of my uh, comfort zone here. I'm so proud of you. Well, you still, the series is Slam Dunk, the greatest basketball uh, manga of all time, which is, is how many good? basketball mangas it. are there? Pretty like much two. That's, that's pretty much it. If you go to uh, Crackle, there's actually three basketball mangas, but they're all done by the same person. Yeah. If you go to, uh, <laughs> he dominated the market. The market. He well, created Crackle. it. Crackle.com has a, a ton of uh, anime series on there. They've also got uh, pretty much all of the Hesai and Millennium Godzilla movies for streaming. Hell yeah, baby! Uh, but no, I've been, I've been, I'm, I'm about like uh, 12 episodes in. It's, I'm, not, I'm really enjoying it because it's not. Because the first stuff that was made, the manga was done in the 80s, so it's kind of old-fashioned. Uh, and the, the anime sticks to the manga pretty closely. See, I, I live with a guy in college who was a huge, huge otaku, and we used to have the traditional anime versus tokusatsu arguments all the time. Because he would, I, I mentioned this in your, your Hope of All Trades thread, he would bitch and moan about the dub job that Toonami would give him. And I would say, look, if you want a good dub job, pay for it. Because that's the only way I can get good dubs on my Taikaiju is to buy them. So... Uh, you know, we used to go back and forth on that. So I just, I just, you know, I wanted. I see you've been on the call. We've been talking comics and Western comics pretty much nonstop here for an hour and a half. I figured I'd give you an in, since <laughs> nobody, Doctor Who. I figured I'd mention some anime for you. No, who's talking? I'm sorry, I don't see you lighting up my Skype thingy. Uh, uh well, I am Luke Jacanetti. I'm. Uh, you might recognize me from such podcasts as The Vault of Startling Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> Nice plug. That was really smooth there. I didn't even uh, notice that. I'm a master of it. You should see how I work Earth Destruction Directive at earthdestructiondirective.blogspot.com into everyday content. Look, this guy. <laughs> Look, I, I, my, my podcast, I think, had like 20 downloads, okay? I need to work type however I can. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but I'll say this, you know, Slam Dunk's okay, but uh, at the end of last month, I because I was doing uh, one of my videos I do, Thomas's Top 5, I was doing the Top 5 <laughs> Baseball videos. <laughs> And, and uh, I watched Princess Nine and Big Windup, which check them out because they're very, very good. Cool, I'll have to check that out. I've been actually it was, it was very funny. I've actually managed to find a couple of volumes of Slam Dunk, the manga, in some local stores here. But I'm so I'm so uh, I'm so overwrought with comics to read right now, and I I just got a complete run of the '90s Eclipso series because Eclipso kicks ass uh, off of eBay. So I'm. 
unfortunately, rather, rather, to use an inappropriate uh, analogy, backed up with concrete. Oh, whoa. I don't understand what's so inappropriate. Oh. <laughs> it's roughage. It's all just straight roughage. <laughs> you need to start eating your comics. Yes. <laughs> I tell you what, they, got, they, they probably taste better than some of them read. Hear that, kids? You know? Eat more comics. God damn it. <laughs> It's fiber in your diet. Fiber. Exactly. Well, the thing I think all collectors need is maybe like a pocket dimension where you can just store all your comics. That's like the best kind of storage. It's called your hard drive. It's called an iPod. In all seriousness, if I could share a story real quick, and those of you who read my general compost blog, LG Coney's Bunker at LG Coney's Bunker. Blogspot.com. I am. I'm telling you, I'm a machine. At least that's what my wife said. Every year I try to cull down the combo collection by a good amount, at least a printer box full of comics. Um, just because, you know, really, I'm, I'm always getting stuff at shows, and at most of the stuff, I'm going to read it once and just throw it in the box, and I don't really need it. And so I was trying to think of good charities or something to donate it to, and if you've got a lot of comics sitting around, especially like, you know, uh, kind of off late stuff, you know, Bronze Age stuff, you know, uh, earlier 90s stuff, really look into seeing if you've got a local children's hospital, if you're looking for a good donation, because I packed up about 300 um, late Silver Age through current, all ages appropriate comics into a couple of boxes and hauled them over to the uh, children's hospital uh, here in South Carolina, and uh, Luke, honey, you're breaking up a lot. Yeah, I know. I'm on, I'm on a really great system here. My, my degree in electrical engineering makes me think I can do crap like this, and I can. <laughs> but in, in, in any event, you know, the I got a, I got a letter from, from the director of the Children's Hospital, and she said that the kids just loved, loved getting a box of comics, you know, three boxes of comics, and that they were doing, you know, they were doing a big superhero event, you know, they were that they were just trading them back and forth, and everybody had their favorites. And you know, it's we we we've been doing a lot of nerd ranting, and I, I just wanted to throw that out there that you know, in my experience, uh, geeks are among the most generous people in the world. So if you've got a box of comics you have nothing to do with, think about donating it and making some unfortunate kids' day a little bit brighter. And that yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's good. because As unlike Jack, you know what it's kid, like to get beat up. Yeah, my LCS does that every year during the holidays. They split it between the um, uh, overseas for the soldiers, where they send them more uh, more adult type nature comics, yeah. you know, and then they, you know, you know a little bit more hardcore horror, you know, any, anything of that kind of stuff, to the more fan, you know, kid friendly ones at the children's hospital. And they just do, they keep a um, little box out there every every Christmas, and they say, you know, any comics you want to donate, just drop, bring them by, and they they get a good kind of. 20 long boxes every year. Hey, wouldn't it yeah, be just, uh, wouldn't it be a wacky misunderstanding if those boxes got crossed? <laughs> <laughs> Some poor little five-year-olds reading Walking Dead. Yeah, the black kiss. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you say that like that's a bad thing. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, 
I am the product of a five-year-old watching horror movies, so take that for whatever you... So am I. Oh, no! <laughs> and, and now you run the best horror movie podcast on the internet, so... I have a nine-year-old daughter, and I don't censor her. If she's interested in something, we'll watch it. I'd rather talk to her about it than hide it from I her, have, so... I have a friend, and she has a daughter-in-law, and they watch the goriest horror... They watch just stuff that, you know... Almost any parent would blanch at at showing it, me, even me, who's all for like if I had kids, I'd be swearing in front of them, I'd smoke pot in front of them, I'd do whatever <laughs> I did in front of them, and and make them understand whatever dad is an idiot, and make them do it too, or whatever you know. <laughs> but how did you learn this? By what? I said inhale. But, but this, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're doing it all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> now a man holds it for 47 <laughs> seconds at least when I was your age <laughs> but um um I mean that kid is the most intelligent um sweetest little girl you know she's you know she she knows how to watch a Friday the 13th movie she's laughing and clapping and you know um you know we'll see when she's an adult if she starts axe murdering people but um, I think it's highly unlikely. And actually, I did know somebody that uh, I remember it almost knocked me on my ass when I watched them. Um, we were filming a documentary on this guy, not at the time that this was happening. And it was his birthday, and his family was uh, hanging around the kitchen. And he lights up a joint, starts smoking it. He's like, it's my birthday. And his wife goes on cooking, and the kids go on playing around him. And I'm sitting in there going, Holy shit, this is crazy. But uh, 20 years down the line, all his kids are are in good shape. I think, you know, as long as you're honest with your kids and you raise them to be smart enough or something, they're they're ready for The Walking Dead. <laughs> smart enough or something. <laughs> or whatever, you know, you know or whatnot. And, you know, and whatnot. American, what American children, channels. small children, people, and whatnot. Sometimes you don't know, have an understanding of good... you know the, the the real issue I had with The Walking Dead, and all y'all in the South might agree with me on this. All y'all. They're in like Kentucky. They're in Kentucky, right, to start. And he says he takes eighty-five to get to Atlanta. Uh, no, that does not work. <laughs> I, I, I said this when I watched I watched the first episode, and I'm like, I'm taking I'm taking these I'm taking Highway eighty-five to Atlanta. It's like, no, you're not. Unless there's another Interstate 85 in an alternate universe that doesn't run through the Carolinas. That's a TV show. Furthermore, it's, it's, it's like it's like 500 miles. How many days do you ride in that horse? Wow, I think I just heard a police scanner or something come through. They're on to you, Chris. That's me. Somebody on this some podcast will get arrested. Yeah, somebody out on the next episode of Two Children. Yeah, like Department of Homeland <laughs> Security picked up my transmission and they're like, I think we should call child s safety or something, but I don't know if he has a kid. They get here and they're like, I, he's got a cat. Maybe he's teaching the cat to smoke pot. No, I'll cut that one, fellas. That was me. <laughs> we, we can't be having that. Spot smoking cats if, are all over if, these if, days. If the internet police bust the place, guys, pull a Spartacus for me and go. I'm Chris Honeywell. No, I'm Chris Honeywell. No, I'm Chris all Honeywell. Sudden, the best of when Hope of pipes up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could pass you. Huh? I don't think I could pass you, Chris. You have Chris. theater background. 
I'll send you. I'll send you. I'll, I'll send you my character background so you can get. You know, you can do some method acting and. No, I think that'd be like the scariest book I'd ever read in my life. I I once worked with a girl, and she said, "You know, I'd like to take a little walk through your brain sometime." And I said, "Well, I think you would run. <laughs> I don't think it would be a walk. I think it would be a run for your life." So. We'll, we'll just uh, leave it at that. <laughs> well, um, that being said, I, I'm going to have to get going, guys. Yeah. So, Scott, happy birthday, man. I know it's like after. Just <laughs> after. <laughs> happy birthday. Uh, I hope you had a happy one. And uh, later, everyone. Thanks, Thanks man. Bye, Bye, Thomas. Bye. Bye. The Manhattan time zone, Pacific time zone, and all the Pacific Ocean are still celebrating, Scott, so. <laughs> Every day is a Scott Carter day. You just believe in yourself. At least Shag had the the good um the good taste to leave before he fell asleep this time. Oh, I got a question for Scott and Chris. Um, did you guys see uh, Jonah Hex? Oh, well, of yes. course Scott's on it, but uh, did Chris uh -huh. do I actually I watched Jonah Hex on the bus on the way back on my iPod on the way back from visiting Scott. There's something uh, very funny about watching Jonah Hex on a bus. I don't know. <laughs> it was, uh... Yeah, was, where would you watch it? I would not watch it in a bus. I, had, I would not watch it with a man named Scott. I had the weirdest... <laughs> I watched the weirdest, like, collection of movies on that bus ride. I had a very, very... I watched Cop Out, Kevin Smith's Cop Out. I watched wow. Gremlins. I heard that was awful. There, there were some funny points to it, but yeah, for the most part, it was pretty... It was pretty awful. It wasn't even like a Kevin Smith. There, you know, in the moments that were like well, he didn't Kevin write it. Smith, he just directed it, huh? He didn't write it. He just oh, wait, directed Kevin it. Smith and awful. That's redundant. Never mind. Ooh. Ow! <laughs> Ooh. I'm sorry. Jason goes for an easy joke. <laughs> no, he. I don't think he's made a very good movie. Like, and then, you know, let's hey, I, you know, fat man pissing himself. I'm hearing, yeah, because that's original. I'm hearing. I'm. I'm. I'm really. Red States is so, is sounding really good. It's sounding like it's a horror movie, and it's sounding like it's it's a riot. It basically sounds like he filmed the Texas Chainsaw Massacre crossed with that guy Fred Phelps, you know, the guy who pickets, pickets yeah, the funerals and stuff. It's a super fundamentalist Christian guy, who basically I think I think what the story is is he captures sinners and and does you know he and his family do away with them. But I guess the guy. I guess, I guess it's very. This one's non. It's very horror movie style. So I'm very. I'm. I'm interested in that. I think, I think you have to wait like eight months to see it because he's taking it on the road. So it's like a seventy-five dollar ticket because the cast and Kevin Smith come out after the movie and, and talk for an hour and a half or something like that. It's like a road show for the first six months or eight months or something like that. They don't. They don't talk about the movie. They want something else. I saw Kevin Smith at uh, San Diego. He was uh, pretty. I think he was stoned at the panel. You think? <laughs> he, he was talking about Batman Whiting Geyer, and he kept on getting the name of the girlfriend in the book wrong, even though it was the book that he wrote. Yeah. Well, it was funny. I was. I think. I. I can't remember who I was talking about, but um, I think it was Joe Anthrax. And I. 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 I started. I. Ju I'm a latecomer to his podcast, <laughs> and I would listen to most of his podcasts like four or five or six episodes and then I would sort of be done with them but I like the Hollywood Babylon one but there was definitely a point where Kevin Smith started 
Well, he started smoking pot, and he would start smoking pot right before he, you could tell he was smoking it right up before the on the he went on the air, and the guy on Hollywood Babylon. That's how you know because he'll call him on it. He'll be like, "You were back there smoking," and Kevin Smith will just be like, "Uh and it totally, you know, he doesn't talk. He doesn't talk as much, and when he does, it's sort of like, "Dude, what if blah blah blah?" Because he's just like. What, what a 45 year old man or 40, I think he's younger than me actually I think he's like 40 years old you know and he's just a newcomer to smoking pot so he's just like really wasted and it's it's definitely shown in his shows you know it's definitely sort of made them a, a little less entertaining that's why I only listen to the Hollywood one because the guy Ralph Garman just messes with him so it's always always really entertaining but uh yeah, I don't know. I like I like Kevin Smith movies for the most part. I haven't seen uh, Jersey Girl yet, so I heard that was kind of disappointing. Uh, but uh, you know, I, didn't mind, I didn't mind Jersey Girl. He's like take the it, best college marriage. filmmaker ever, is what I look at him as. His films remind me of of college, the people films that people were making in my college, except that they're well written and. And sometimes well acted, <laughs> depending on what kind of cast he's got, you know. But even the I'll, I, I'll, I'll, I won't defend that statement. That's a fair statement. You know, I mean, I mean, but some of the some of the sti- you know, the guy who plays Randall is a little bit of a stiff actor. But every once in a while, he's great, and I love you know, I love watching him, watching him work. And you know, he's he's a pro now, but you know, I mean. I, I, the the amateur hour aspect of his movies never really, really bothered me. I'm really glad his Superman movie never got made because I remember reading the script to that, going, "Oh, jeez, <laughs> this isn't gonna be popular yeah. oh, is this, with is this anybody." Available? Huh? Is it is Kevin Smith's original script for Superman available? It's I found yeah, it online on somewhere at one point. I'm sure it's all over the place. Yeah. I've seen it on sale at shows and stuff too, you know, printed out and stuff, but don't pay whatever they're at, you know, it's you're gonna, it's gonna be like twenty bucks or something like that. And, you know, what did it have? It had um Brainiac in it and but it was just it was it was a bad combination. It was definitely not a Reese's peanut butter cup. The the two things did not go together. I thought the greatest comic <laughs> stuff that Kevin Smith did was all his clerks and Jay and Silent Bob related comics. Personally, I never was too hot on his superhero. See, I really like the Green Arrows. I haven't read those. Yeah, I, I thought Green Arrow was decent. The last one I, I read was that Daredevil. That like, got me back into comics. Because like, I, I spent this like long break of not being in comics because of college. And my friend was like, well, you haven't read a comic in forever? And he handed me like the first like three issues of Green Arrow. And I really enjoyed them. And it's, it's kind of like my jumping point. I'd, li- I'd like to read it. I mean, uh, uh, the last thing I read that I thought that I think he did that I, that I read was, didn't he do like one issue of a Daredevil or, uh, Daredevil the Target. Yeah. Daredevil Bullseye and, Human Target. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and it had a really dark beginning where Bullseye just you know kills a woman you know at random to prove what a cold-blooded and accurate assassin he is. And I was like, okay. So it's supposed to be a sequel to um like their fight in uh, Guardian Devil because in Guardian Devil, Daredevil kills uh, Karen Page. Spoilers, and gets away with it. So it's supposed <laughs> to like bridge off that. Karen Page, she deserved to die. Have you guys ever read the Jay and Silent Bob comics that he did? Yeah, I have, oh, they're actually. Awesome. Yeah. They're awesome. I love them. 
Oh, the one where they're in a porno movie with uh, Doogie Howser. It's it's awesome. Oh, I love Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, they they, Not a, they a stumble porno, onto but... a porno set that's be a porno movie being directed by Neil Patrick Harris, and Jay gets <laughs> yeah. Jay gets tricked into being a fluffer. Yeah. Jay gets tricked. Jay gets tricked into jerking it some guy off while Silent Bob like gets it on with some hot porn star girl in a bathroom stall. I, I, read, that. I, I read um their uh like uh, the comic book one they did, like like, like their superhero. Uh, the the Blood Chronic. Yeah, I read that. That was pretty. That was pretty good, but it was weird because the 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 Jay and Silent Bob comics sort of they tied up some of the loose. They you know they they showed that. It sort of led you into some of the things that were going to be in uh, Jay and Silent Bob. What was it? Jay and Silent Bob versus or Sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, and and you know it, it, it explained the story of the orangutan, which I'd always I'd always loved that at the end of what was that? Chasing Amy? It wasn't Chasing Amy. What was the oh it Chasing was uh, Dog Mallrats with the Mallrats. Mall rats, yeah, 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 and uh, you know, you finally got that story, and then they threw it into the Jay and Silent Bob movie too. But oh, they were they were great. They're hilarious. They're rude. They're you know, they go places that the movies couldn't go. But uh, did the, uh, Kevin Smith do Zach and Mary make a porn? Yes. I just saw that. Yes, he did. Okay, just making sure. I think that was the best. I love Elizabeth that Banks. Jason Mewes has done yet. Yeah, I like that movie too. Although there were some elements of it that like didn't really ring, ring. Kevin Smith has this weird thing in his movies where, like, you know, if two people just do, it, if they just do it, then all of a sudden, you know, all these sort of insane things happen, and it just does. It never really seems to work out right. But I think that's more a reflection of Kevin Smith's life than. <laughs> Than, than anything else, <laughs> you know. I think he had a. Well, guys, it's been a blast. I'm gonna head off because I'm about to fall asleep here. Yeah, you don't want to fall asleep on, on the show because we tape it, loop yeah. it, and and rub it in. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you for letting me come on. It was an absolute hey, blast. Hey, thanks for joining, yeah, Jason. It's good to talk to you. Thank you, Jason. Take it easy, man. Good night, guys. Yeah. Actually, I gotta run I, I may go too. I, I hate to um, be a party pooper, no, but um, right. can I can I, 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 I put myself up before I go? hit rock bottom when we were talking about Kevin fucking Smith. I can't. <laughs> well, that's when you got to. That's why you got to butt in and just change the subject altogether because that's you know, <laughs> otherwise, yeah, yeah. Was, just go fuck uh, that guy. Weird. Fuck that fat ass. All I heard was Kevin Smith's rock bottom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, yeah, if you ever. If, that's a, that's an exercise you video you that. can buy. <laughs> Yikes. Buttons of steel. I just have tried to imagine Kevin Smith doing Kaibo and just falling over. Yeah. I can imagine him getting kicked off an airplane. <laughs> exactly. What was, what was that, that, Luke? That, 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 All I was going to say, Scott, is that if you ever listen to The Vault, we go on some pretty inane tangents. <laughs> No, I'm going to say on that show. You guys shut me out of the one fucking episode that I. Don't look at me, man. I told you, I just I get a phone call and then I talk about a movie for an hour. No, no, but I told you, I told you when the show was getting recorded, man. But you had to do that dumb shit called work. You were so you're all obsessed with being like some kind of monorail pilot or something. 
and you, you don't want to be on the show, man. That's fine. You made your choice, okay? No, okay, I think I'm those things are off the What? What? <laughs> oh, you're going to play and that Madison's card. Are you going to play the vagina I, card, I are you? What did she say? She's playing the vagina card. Uh, I am. Joshua's trying to leave, and he wanted to say something. Yeah, I was just going to ask if I could that I know of. <laughs> I was going to ask Fanta for my stuff out before I left, but... Go ahead, dude. Okay, so so all you out there in <laughs> listener land, um, Amazing Spider-Man Classics is a show that I do a few times a month that is going through all the old 60s Spider-Man books, hilariously. And um, Josh and Don, who are on the call right now, are on there with me. We're right now just getting into the John Romita stuff. Mary Jane Watson has just been introduced to the comics. Uh, it's going to be fun. Then I have uh, Golden Age Superman, which is a weekly solo show I do, looking at the early uh, 1930s, 1940s Superman stories. Teenage Wasteland and Ultimate Spider-Man podcast, do with a couple of friends looking at the uh, Bendis series. And then we just started a monthly show called The Mighty Shield, a Captain America podcast with my friend Michael Kaiser. Every month we're going to look at a Silver Age adventure and a Golden Age book of Captain America. Jesus Christ, everybody's turning into Michael Bailey and, and having a million podcasts. <laughs> it's amazing. See, I'm a freak like you guys, so I don't, can't, I don't have to plug my podcast. <laughs> and I have a wife and I go to school. So, um, yeah. Don't forget about your children. I said two children. Okay. Unless, unless I have more that I don't know about. But yeah. <laughs> Two that you're responsible for. Yes. <laughs> I for which I... you to have a talk later. I think I have your kids. Oh. <laughs> in a trunk in the basement. Hey, it's nice meeting you. <laughs> it's nice meeting you, person who impregnated me. <laughs> <laughs> this will make the trial that much easier now that I know you're <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Okay, well, I'm going to go, guys. Y'all have a good night. Thanks for coming. Take it easy, man. John. John. <laughs> well, it's perfect. We're, we're hitting about the two and a half hour mark, you know. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I, I want to tell my Thor story. Tell your though. Thor story. You better tell it fast, awesome. though. <laughs> I will. So, Chris, I uh, got to talk with my friend Megan yes. um, back in my Italian episode. But uh, she, my, my friend Megan, she's a nerd, but she's uh, not your normal sense of a nerd she's more of a i read a lot of books nerd um and so she calls me up one day and she's like hope i just saw the most ridiculous movie poster and i want to talk to you about it and i was like okay well what is it and she's like well it's this thing called like the god of thunder and i was just like it's it's about i guess i think it's the norse god thor who would actually make a movie about that it's gonna be so bad and i was just like megan you mean thor like the marvel comic and she hung up on me. Oh, <laughs> shame. And then you burned her house to the ground. <laughs> no, she moved away. I can't reach her anymore. <laughs> oh, man. So I just want to get a Scott and, and Chris's take on the, the Joan Hex thing. I know you guys are going to do a, like an episode on that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I so should I just wait for it? It, it wasn't as <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll just say it wasn't as horrible as I thought it was gonna be, but it wasn't good. <laughs> no, I agree. But uh, yeah. Will it be a movie review uh, episode? It, w it will. Yes. It will be. Yes, we will. We will discuss it. 
top to bottom. I'll always look forward to those. I'll, I'll probably uh, I'll probably even rewatch it for. I, th- one of my <laughs> one of my ancestors is is in that movie, so I had a vested vested interest. I try to see every movie. I have a, uh, I have uh, one of the most horrible presidents of the United States ever blood in my veins, and that's oh, dude. Grant. He was a he was a great general. He was a really bad. He was a corrupt president. He was a drinker. No, he was not. Oh, it's, I don't remember when he was a president. He, he was he was a drinker. He was an adulterer. He was a he was a partier. He was he was a uh, he. That's every president. Yeah, but he was. Okay, what happened to Clint? Huh? He was. Dude, I don't know what kind in the of hell a Clint, history he was book kind of a Clint, you've been listening the to. The Honeywell but, history uh... book. What are you talking about? I I, I have I, I have I I have I'll pull out my family tree book. Someday I Please have, don't pull out your family tree, Chris. I have the I have Pardon me while I, I pull this I out. I have the five <laughs> five volume memoirs of Ulysses S. Grant hardbound in my in my Again, please don't talk while about I whip this out. Well, I'll say this. I, I would rather watch Wild Blood West than seeing uh Jonah Hex again. I'd rather watch like <laughs> Wild Wild West the T Go I don't spin. know, I haven't watched I don't think I watched the Wild Wild West. If I did, I don't remember too much about it. See, I would watch it every That's day. That's a good thing. It's fine. Yeah, it's... It out loud. <laughs> <laughs> it shares uh, Ulysses S. Grant, too. So You can learn yeah. more about presidents by listening to From Washington to Barack, a presidential <laughs> podcast. Each episode focuses on one presidential term. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Ulysses S. Grant was an amazing president. He would get drunk ass, like, so drunk he could barely, barely ride move. his horse before every... I know, and then go out into battle, and then we made him a war hero and president. That's America, right there. Well, he he. There was a famous um, famous uh, Lincoln quote where one of um, one of his you know advisors was just like, "This Grant guy is out of control." You know, he's he's fucking drinking. You know, he's just he's a mess. You know, and Lincoln's like. Find out what his um, favorite kind of whiskey is and send him a whole case of it, because <laughs> he's <laughs> doing a pretty good job of winning the war at this point. And yep. uh, years later, you know, I mean, if okay, if instead of saying he's one of the worst presidents ever, I'll say this: he was a pretty scandalous president. There was there was a lot of scandal in his. He was hamstrung by corruption in his administration, but it was right. not necessarily the president himself. Right, right. But it, you know, he was probably like too. He was probably having too much fun. To, you know, the corruption was probably happening because he was. I don't want to say asleep on the job, but more like passed out on the job. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, man. I got his blood running through me, man, and it's uh, it's half wine. <laughs> I don't know what anybody says Teddy Roosevelt was the best president ever. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to vote for Lex Luthor. <laughs> Norman Osborn. Why vote for the lesser of two evils? Okay, that's what I gotta say about Lex Luthor for president. Why vote for go. the le- Luther, right, lesser of two evils when you can? Vote for a kick-ass evil with a big-time evil. Lex, yeah, uh, Lex, when your platform is destroy Superman, you know that's. A... <laughs> what Lex Luthor bangs Supergirl? How many okay. other presidents can say that? I'm bald-headed, we... but I got glasses, and I don't want to wear contacts. But if we could get somebody that we could, um, c- you know, 
shave down and have them look sufficiently Lex Luthor like. It's 2012 <laughs> coming up. Let's run a Lex Luthor for president Le on the Kill Superman <laughs> platform and see. I bet you could at least get some some uh, publicity on it. You could at least get some great photo ops of cons. You want to run a platform based based on the murder of, <laughs> on the murder of Superman? Yes, Lex Luthor, our Lex Luthor that we run, whoever we choose to be Lex Luthor, will get up to the podium and goes, "This Superman is a menace. He's an alien, That's Jonah and he James. must be destroyed." He'll run against Jonah Jameson. Yeah, there you go. Mr. Luther, how do you plan on solving oh my the God. gas prices? J. Jonah Destroy Jameson Superman. could be his vice presidential candidate. That would be awesome. And he'd get up and he'd be like, well, you know, while President Luther's hard at work, I will be taking down the Spider-Man menace. New York City is, you know, oh, it would be awesome. Chris, we should do that. We should get one of those, like, tournament brackets, and we each come with our own candidate and reasons of why they would make a better candidate right, and have them... Right. How many nerds are out there at conventions? Somebody could go around with a petition and probably get enough names on a on a petition <laughs> to get them on the ballot. J. Jonah Jameson, a spider slayer in every garage. In these, <laughs> I'm telling you, these days, man, the the Luther Jameson ticket might get a a fucking. I'd vote for him. That that might get. It might have some legs. And let me tell you, you know where they stand. So yeah, you, you know, know where they, that's where that could be. A, we're we're coming up. We're like a campaign team right now, and and <laughs> shit, man. Yeah, we could win, man. It would. Yeah, it it, it could. Luther. Well, because of the events of they saved Luther's brain during the Superman run in the nineties, Luther was a clone. So I don't know if I feel comfortable having someone in a clone body for president. Well, that's yeah. I mean, we, we, that we, I mean, you could have all, you know, you could have all kinds of confrontations with you know superheroes in the crowd who are like, say, "Boo!" <laughs> it would be all, he could he could come out with bodyguards holding big chunks of green kryptonite. You know, and looking around, so looking, looking around like golfer. furtively up at the sky. You know, <laughs> he's gonna make like, his inauguration speech wearing the green power armor. You wouldn't have to pay a cent for publicity <laughs> or ads because there's so many like people who would make their own fan film ads. You know, you could just let mm -hmm. it go viral and let people make their own YouTube. When I when I was a senior at Clemson, we uh, we had our, our our school election, you know, for the school president and all that, and we made up uh, stickers and posters that said Megatron Starscream O2. Yeah, but and, and we used the same tagline: Why vote for a lesser evil? You know, peace for tyranny. Megatron tells it like it is. Yeah, you, you know? have to be born in America, man. It's like Schwarzenegger; it just ain't gonna happen, you know. Yeah, but when our robot overlords enslave us, it won't matter. No, that's so true. That, 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 that would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. They just had right. the first robot runway model the other day. No. Crafty Japanese. Yes, they did. <laughs> don't they have, like, better things to do, like recover from earthquakes? <laughs> they don't. Well, that's the oh, they don't stop. <laughs> Too soon, that's Hope. Too soon. Like, what are they... Would you want to see a naked robot moving rocks? That's like that's like a really bad porno. It, it, it's I, it, I mean, did it's they build really body parts for it's it? Guaranteed. This robot was. Because I'm, I'm a 
was not. I'm imagining like a little robot from like Short Circuit, not like an actual like person. Cyborg. No, this was this was you a just, woman. You just made Wally very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, and have have you guys seen the singing robot yet? It's the creepiest thing yet. Oh yeah, you mean Justin Bieber? Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just set him up. Thank you. <laughs> It was it was a skeleton of a person, and then it had this obscene-looking rubber tube that comes out into lips with all sorts of little levers that, and it just goes It's creepy as hell. A lot of people are doing remix videos where they take Wait, like the Trollo so song and. Who is it modeling clothes for? Like other robots? It was like other robots are gonna see this. Like, oh wow, I gotta get that. Well, here's off. the thing. It, it looked. It didn't look like a runway model. It looked like a little, you know, a little Japanese girl robot. She was in a little, you know, like sort of Alice in Wonderland, you know, down past her knees dress. You know, I think it. That's the, fucked the up. The big deal was that she did just. Did it have like a little Tim Gunn robot like standing in the wings, telling them to make it work? <laughs> It was, it was very. I guess it only weighs like forty-five pounds too, and she was walked very awkwardly around and turned around and walked off. Yeah, it was. Can you like send me a picture of this? I'm so intrigued. Oh uh, yes, I can. I am sure. I'm sure it will. Uh, will be. Somebody's probably on the internet is probably aroused by it somewhere. Oh, I also have. Here's here's a nice ringtone for anybody who likes ringtones. Anybody who needs a, a new ringtone. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Anticipation's killing me. Not really. It's not that good. If it's Lady Gaga's telephone, I will shoot. Alright, while we have a lull in the conversation, I'm going to go ahead and... Uh and uh bow out yeah well i'm gonna yeah. like the show i'm going to have ended the show back when everybody was just sort of bowing out and at this point i'm just happy to be we're talking. not gonna have our like president talks that was cool i i could put i could put it in i'll just i'm gonna see what we, i can, we can do, you can do put that fake, as a stinger do so some fake promos like for you know luther and uh jameson that's a good idea Superman is considered by many to be an American hero, but what do we really know about the Man of Steel? We do know that he was not born in America. As a matter of fact, he was not even born on Earth. We know that he actively pursues a friendship with known vigilante, the Batman. We know that he has built an impenetrable fortress with no regard for zoning laws. What is Superman hiding? Why did he throw all the Earth's nuclear arsenal into the sun and then leave, leaving us open to attack from space? Why doesn't he keep his super-powered dog on a leash? Lex Luthor believes that Superman is a threat and is running on a single platform. Destroy Superman! My name is Lex Luthor, and I endorse this ad. Paid for by super criminals to elect Lex Luthor. Did you know? 
you can sponsor an episode of this or any other of your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated shows. That's right. Simply click the PayPal link on our website, donate any amount at all, tell us which show you're choosing and what message, if any, you'd like us to read on your behalf, and you will be an official sponsor of that show's very next episode with your message read in the show's opener. It's that easy, and there is no minimum donation. Be a show sponsor today. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.libson.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. Libsyn is spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Join our forum at forumforgeeks.com where you can discuss all of the shows on our feed with us and your fellow listeners. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. And hey, you can friend me, Scott Gardner, on Facebook too. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can friend me on Facebook too, if you can find me. Now available, Two True Freaks t-shirts. See our website for details. Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check that out at www.comicspodcast.com, where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. We are also members of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com league. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? Thanks for listening, and join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. Future Freaks has been brought to you today by DiManzo Core of Milan, Italy, and by the letters F and U.